everybody, and welcome back to Task Force Echo, a StarCraft RPG using the using the fan-made StarCraft RPG system designed by Leovant over at Leovant Games. And I now turn it over to our GM for this session, William. Hello, I am your Dungeon Master William, and I represent the Caprulu Sector, all of the worlds and many races above, of which will probably try and kill this party. Um, so... Because this is a very, because this is still very much, a, you know, a, a second edition of an alpha test of like a very, you know, still in progress being built system. Uh, occasionally, we're going to change the rules up when I have conversations with the developer and we I come up with ideas that I think will probably make this. Uh, so I'll try and keep the viewers abreast of that whenever whenever we make one of those changes. So the one that I'm going to re- tell you guys about today is I'm going to institute a little bit of a change to the way that Zerg regenerate. Uh, so that whenever the way the rule system works as is now, uh, Zerg will regenerate any mangled or removed limbs five minutes after the injury of, of rest. And I'm changing that to uh, whenever a limb is mangled, it will regenerate, but it will have a permanent scar. And whenever a limb is removed, you will have to spend the evolution points cost of an extra limb evolution to regrow it, which I believe is two evolution points. Yep. Yeah. Two so points. that's the that's the rules change for right now. I'm also um, uh, also the one about shotguns uh, because hailfire is very powerful, and with twin linked becomes even more powerful. Uh, I'm going to at the moment we're going to experiment with spread. We're functioning as in melee range, spread weapons have a hailfire of two because you eat <clears> the entire <throat> cone of fire. Uh, in short range, hailfire weapons have a spread of one, and at long range they have a spread of zero. Uh, and other way around. Spread has hellfire. Or, sorry, yeah, sorry. Spread of spread has a hellfire of one at, at short range and zero beyond. And twin linked, of course, obviously makes that one higher because twin linked. So a shotgun at melee range will have hellfire three, and a shotgun at short range will have hellfire two. This is if assuming it's, twin link. If, okay. if it's if it's the regular double barreled shotgun and not the military shotgun, which is but has um, and also primals are chrysalis. Oh, yes, and also uh, we're going to allow the primal zerg to function as if they have the uh, the chrysalis <clears throat> evolution automatically to allow them to spend their evolution points once a week to help them get going a little bit faster. Hmm. So which that, I've already done. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for the you're on a brief. You have about three hours of travel before you hit Unity <sighs> Station, but you're going to have to spend eight hours uh, in your chrysalis. Oh, yeah. yep. So you're going to be in your chrysalis for probably the amount of time that people that people are going to be on the station. Yeah, so if anybody goes to look at like schemat- like system scans or anything like that of where I'm at, the area uh, the area near the life support support system where previously you just saw a small amount of heat coming from Fang has suddenly gotten a lot warmer. And also, the reading is showing that it's more of a blanket than an individual being because it's he's formed a chrysalis in the area. Yep. I'll poke at the systems for a minute, make sure that it doesn't seem like it's actually interfering with life support. No, but okay. on that topic, uh, though, we should introduce our player character. I was going to say, are we <laughs> doing introductions or just launching right into it? Gonna, um, yeah. So, Who are you people? <laughs> starting with Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Oswald, the pilot extraordinaire. And Jeremy? I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Stefan Knezovich, a uh, Terran agent. And Jack? Hey, I'm Jack. I'm playing Coronix, the Nerezim Proptos. And John? I'm John, and I'm playing Fang, the Primal Zerg. And Aaron? Hi, I'm Aaron. I'm playing Ava, the uh, Morales Officer. 
<laughs> Officer uh, and, of morale. And uh, when last we left our 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 chosen heroes, um, they had reclaimed the original Task Force Echo ship, formerly named the Nocturna, and they had decided to rename it the Akundalar, the tip of the spear in the in the Protoss language. Um, and after regaining the the ship. Uh, received word from uh, Matt Horner and uh, faced with Carax that they have a couple of days of downtime before Matt Horner will send them a new mission and Carax informed them that there is a station being built in orbit around Marsar called Unity Station to represent the sort of uh, combined effort of the races of the Kapuru sector to extend an olive branch and start building together. And they decided to head there to stock up, buy things, refuel, uh, and uh, get themselves acquainted with the Unity Project. Start. You're probably still about an hour out from Unity Station, so if there's anything you guys want to do while you're on, while you're on the way, feel free to let me know. I am in a chrysalis. Yep. <laughs> Fang has currently curled up and formed a uh, sort of small embryonic sack uh, around Where nobody himself. can see it because it, he's in a <laughs> yeah in, in 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 the inner workings of the ship next near near the life support. Would the uh, would primal zerg generate creep from that? Probably not. No, primal zerg don't generate creep. Yeah. Um, Cornix will be parsing through whatever uh, records and dossiers he can find in the ship's system um, and attempting to. Utilize the adjutant for assistance, uh, however he can. Um, but really, just trying to go through whatever accessible records he's been given via his clearance and figure out all the neat information they may have found in previous uh, deployment. All right, so. First off, let me get you to roll a computer check. Okay. Roll that computer. <laughs> no, literally, pick it up, roll it across the floor. Okay. That's how you use computers, right? Yeah. Well, that's an 11. Yep, um, that is an 11. A lot of this stuff has captain level clearance, which means you probably need Stefan to get through most of it. Um, a lot of the mission briefings are captain level clearance. Um, and uh, a lot of the like classified data is um, alpha level clearance, which is the captain <laughs> and specifically uh, higher up members of the Dominion. Uh, but what you can find at the moment, because you haven't looked too far to find what exactly you do have access to, uh, you can find, uh, dossiers on the former members of the crew of the Nocturne and sort of who they are and what their skills were. Awesome. So what do we have there? So the captain, Alexander Ravenhall, um, was... Something of a uh, a negotiator, um, 
he was his his dossier lists him as one who preferred to avoid combat if possible uh and preferred to talk bribe or coerce his way uh through difficult situations and specialized as an informant and information gatherer um he was definitely one of the one who preferred a nonviolent approach okay. there is a note that the first mate, second in command, was an interesting choice by uh, Captain Ravenhall, uh, as noted by medical officer um, Rihanna, because she believed that placing a infested Terran as the first mate was not the most trustworthy decision or the most sane. <laughs> however, um, how, however, um, Richter, the infested Terran in question, uh, has proven himself over multiple different deployments with Task Force Echo. Uh, Richter's specialization appears to mostly be intimidation, uh, as infested Terrans <laughs> might be. Um, however, he's also been noted to be a, a uh, an accomplished military tactician, which is possibly why he re- retained his intelligence as an infested. Um, as most infested Terrans become mindless zombies. Um, right. But he was allowed to retain his intelligence and sentience, and thus join Task Force Unity, Project Unity, uh, alongside the Swarm, and has used his tactical and military skills to assist uh, Task Force. And likely because of that, because of those skills, was made first mate by Ravenhall. Uh, Doctor Rayana is um, <clears throat> decorated in that she has overseen the autopsy of more criminals and uh, biological weapons and modified individuals than most people in the galaxy. Uh, So she knows a little bit more about augmentation than most people. Okay. Uh, So it's Richter is the Terran. Rihanna is goal and specialist Alexander Ravenhall, Richter, Rihanna and then you have um Bark 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 and then we have Bark Bark <laughs> uh, uh, you Good have... old Bark Bark <laughs> Bark Bark's the, the best Damn it Moon Moon <laughs> um, You have um... a, a, a number of cybernetically enhanced corgis that are uh, responsible for <laughs> <laughs> you have uh you you have agent joshua lawson who is a dominion ghost um uh code name um sorry uh code name nightfall because usually um he acts uh under cover of darkness and tends to finish his assassinations via poison is his is his modus operandi Uh, and the and the final member of the crew uh, was their engineer, um, uh, Shauna Briggs, uh, and she was responsible for maintaining and flying the ship. Um, she was their she was their techno whiz, and she was the one who built all their machines, uh, and she was the one who piloted the one Goliath that used to be in the hold that is no longer there. No Goliath online for us. 
Sorry, Goliath. I assume Ava would know this, but what is that? So a Goliath is right. is is a uh, mobile combat walker that is piloted by Dominion uh, Special Forces. Uh, it is, if you imagine a chicken walker from like Mech Warrior series, it has the two. It's almost like an ATST. Uh, it has the. It's roughly, I want to say. Uh, let me actually pull up the document here, so I can. It's like fifteen feet tall. Yeah, it's like fifteen feet tall, I think. 50 feet with twin link Gatling guns uh, for ground targets and missile pods on both shoulders for air target for aerial targets. Yep. Yeah, it's it's literally like if you if you look up Mech Warrior, it is literally the poster child for Mech Warrior. Yeah, it's a walking weapons platform, pretty much. <laughs> and they're generally speaking. Uh, let me see. I actually got this here. Uh, Arm mounted auto cannons, front mounted missile combat batteries. Yeah, they are. Super infantry unit. It's roughly um, one man fits in the cockpit. It's roughly twice the height of a tall human. So yeah, about ten feet tall, ten fifteen. Yeah, like twelve to fifteen it, feet tall. Yeah, it's it's classified as a large creature, like on the on the battlefield. So, mm-hmm. uh, and there was apparently one in this hold, but uh, no longer. Bummer. Yeah, no. So, Goliaths are I, Goliaths are beasts. So I'm gonna spend my time um since Cornex working on working on that aspect. I'm gonna spend my time going through all of the all of the crew's uh personal logs. All right. the, the dead crew, not the current crew. That's for later. <laughs> I was I gonna say, I don't logs. think I have personal logs. No, no. That's for later once they start getting established. Um and I'm going to have the, I'm going to uh, have the adjutant set up a I'm going to set up a uh, a notification for a lack of a better term, um, just to give give a heads up in case Fang starts doing anything that might be detrimental to the ship as a whole. All right, because Fang. Yeah, so Ava was also <laughs> going to do that to ping the little headset thing she has. So you you have a you you set up a notification that if the adjutant detects that Fang has compromised any of the systems of the ship, it'll alert both you yes. and if you allow um, Ava. Yes, I just have the ship going in a slow barrel roll because space. <laughs> because space. And nobody notices because the gravity, gravity is always going downwards. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also space. <laughs> yeah. there, right. Also, there is no down because we're exactly. in space. Well, it's down for the ship. <laughs> you guys are still on the floor. I just want to see the stars spin. Now, now that now now then the question is whether how how the adjutant sees the evolution pod. Uh the evolution pod basically uses the surrounding area for structural support, but doesn't actually integrate itself or damage any surrounding area, so it thinks it's fine. Yeah. It does let you know, however, that Fang has basically nested and uh, established itself in, in, a, in what it describes as an embryonic chrysalis. It doesn't say that as an alert, it just lets you know, since you were asking okay. about Fang anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Um... Something to keep in mind for later, and then yeah, I'm going to go through go through the personal log, see if there's anything noteworthy of value there. Do, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this handout in uh Fawn and Coronix's journals and anyone else who you feel like has access to the dossiers of the former crew. <laughs> I get nothing. Cool. Even if I did, I couldn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get nothing. <laughs> I get to chill for eight hours while I... Uh... Oh, so Rihanna is not named af- directly no, not, after not af- the... <laughs> it's actually... The, the, actual, the actual presentation would be Rihanna. Rihanna, okay. Doesn't matter, still left. Um, yeah, I, I, I get to do nothing for eight hours. Mm-hmm. But be a... Uh, 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 just be an out-of-character voice in all of your heads. <laughs> <laughs> you all suddenly start having mass hallucinations. <laughs> oh, uh, no, that's not one of the abilities that I'm going to get yet. Yeah. Oswald, um, after he gets done spinning the ship, he gets bored of that, which would be like a half an hour. So, <laughs> <laughs> Very short halfway, uh, halfway to till we're almost there, uh, he'll put it Back on autopilot, and uh, what are we gonna do with the with the chain gun? Do we want to keep that for a rainy day, or because I'm pretty sure those things are worth a pretty penny. Actually, Ava was gonna. Um, I was going to try and go over medical records and inventory. Um, that sounds horrible. Well, then you're not doing that. Um. I mean... Not because I think anything that wasn't nailed down is still on the ship, but because I'm thinking if there were cool or expensive things, potentially they could lead us to the trail of how it got into the hands it was in. I would submit that that I will not have much personal use for a chain gun. I don't know if anybody else would would consider it viable for their use off ship. No one? Anyone have use for a chain gun? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Seems is it something that can be attached that... to the ship as, as some sort of an armament? Uh, you could theoretically, uh, if one of you with engineering skills wanted to take some time, you could theoretically mount a chain gun turret to the boarding ramp so that you could say you have to touch down in hostile environments. Right, use a chain gun yeah. to repel anybody. While that's what I was. That's what I was thinking as a possible. Yeah, I, I had that idea last session. Yeah, so we could do that. We, it, we could just mount it on some legs and a turret. But yeah, if we can figure out what's gone from the medical bay, that if there is anything that might help as to why we're the crew now and the other people aren't. Yeah. So. First, I'm going through the medical and psychological records, if there are any. Um. Um, Medical records. 
uh, well, for one, Richter is an infested Terran. Uh, the medical records on that from Dr. Rihanna are heavily extensive as she was apparently trying to study how the infestation process alters Terran physiology, <laughs> which, as she's discovered, is whatever way it feels like. Um, as for the others, uh, Dr. Rihanna was a known asthmatic, uh, but she was suppressing that and, um, handling that with her own medical, uh, with her own medical state, with her own medical tools, which allowed her to enter combat situations without suffering asthmatic attacks. Um, she was the only one with any real strong medical abnormalities. Uh, as for psychological profiles, um... Really? Out- Infestation by Zerg isn't considered a medical abnormality? <laughs> that was that was uh, less considered an abnormality and more a state of being. Okay, that's fair. Like, you're not... You're, it's not abnormal for an infested Terran to be infested by the Zerg. So... <laughs> more, it's more an identity factor at that point, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was she was, however, keeping track of any potential new mutations that Richter might have been developing over the course of time, mm-hmm. uh, which, as it turns out, were numerous, but not necessarily worth like going into super detail because most of them just seem to be sort of genetic random. Um, no one else had any super like major medical notations. However, it was noted that uh, Captain Ravenhall. Um, Experience ha, repre, uh, showed uh, low frequency brain waves that were consistent with latent psionic ability, although he never really seemed to exhibit anything powerful enough to be detected by Dominion scientists. Uh, it, Rayana only figured it out because she was because she spent a lot of time scanning everyone when they were injured uh, between missions. Uh, so it seems like uh, Captain might have had some low level psionic potential uh, that was. Mm. Two. Uh, as for psychological records, um, going in Wait, with the... just, I have to interject a question because I'm me. Yeah. Um, from Ava's perspective, if they already have a ghost on the team, him actually developing psionics probably wouldn't change mission type. No, like, uh, and an unbound telepath is nowhere near as effective psionically as a trained Dominion ghost. Um, And even if he did somehow at some point develop psionic potential and abilities, they would nowhere near be as effective as the ghosts. Um, In fact, like most records show that, that uh, unsanctioned unbound telepaths rarely do anything more than simple mind reading. Okay. Sorry. Just yeah, yeah. If you need to interject, feel free. Like, just let me know. Cool. Um, as for as for psychological records, uh, the group of them appear to have been relatively stable. Um, that is to say, when they began working as Task Force Echo, uh, Doctor Rihanna does note that. Obviously, the stress of their not only their mission types but also their group composition uh, created something of a stressful dynamic. As uh, she notes that 
herself and Shauna Briggs ended up spending more than one night uh, conversing over a glass of uh, whatever they could find between missions. Uh, about how uh, not only was the captain perhaps a little bit off in the head trusting Richter, but that Richter himself seemed to be almost trying to be trustworthy. And the two of them weren't certain whether or not they really believed. And what's wrong with a captain that's off, that's off in the head? Trusting in no, it... And who <laughs> makes that determination? Who draws that line? Yeah. Okay. Um, and if I have time after doing that, I'm going to see if there's any inventory records I have access to. I mean, that depends on what Stefan... Did you? Would you allow uh, the medical the medical officer into the into the ship manifest? Yes, absolutely. All right. And Ava will mention it if Stefan doesn't want her in it. All right. Uh, so ship manifest. Uh, you do find the list of what was uh, what was supposed to be on the ship, and if you want, and if you like, you can spend some of this time uh, going through inventory and trying to see what might be. Um. Quick scan for anything that might still be on here, um, and then what's the priciest thing? <laughs> what's the priciest, most expensive thing still here? Well, um, still here, I'm assuming it's the adjutant. Yeah, the most expensive thing still here is the adjutant. Um, I'm, like, what might still be here? What's the most expensive missing thing? Uh, or unusual? So... There was listed in the manifest um, four doses of a chemical known as terazine, uh, which appears to be missing from the hold, uh, which is, you don't know much about it, but you know that it's expensive and illegal in most Dominion sectors and emotion sectors outside of high-level science. Um, and those are missing. That's the that's the thing that stands out the most as being missing. Um, elsewhere on the manifesto, it looks like everything that is beneficial for a ground scenario, any injections that were there, any med kits, anything that is usable in a combat situation or in a situation of prolonged um, separation from the ship, was taken with them whenever this whenever someone left, whenever this crew left left. Mm-hmm. Or was scavenged by the junkers, one or the other. Ava looks at her bag full of bag kits and is like, yeah, that makes sense. I I continue to make Zerg evolutionary sounds. As the Zerg in the hold's legs are slowly beginning to increase in muscle mass, and it sort of develops small coac- like small dorsal uh, ridges that create small wings that allow it to glide a little bit. Oh no, I don't have the gl- I don't the glide is a separate evolution. No, no, like glide a little bit. Like, <laughs> like the, the wings that Zergling have that help them pounce. Yeah. Um. Anyone else have anything else to do? I will go and let specifically uh, uh, 
Cornix and Neva know that apparently the uh, thing is in a chrysalis of some sort. Ava will. I noticed. Interesting. Oh, that was. The Do we thing. know what's coming out? Well, medicine science check? <clears throat> sure, uh, roll me science. Okay, I have advantage because aliens. Yep. 22. Uh, you know that Zerg typically assume chrysalis forms to evolve in whatever form that evolution may take. Um... However, primal Zerg are known to, from what little information the Dominion has on them from their attacks on Core Hall when they were over when they were assisting in overthrowing uh, uh, Emperor Mengsk, uh, they are known to evolve much more rapidly than standard Zerg, uh, and they could be taking any number of evolutions uh, based on what uh, genetic data they've taken into themselves in the past. Best guess. Bang is using what he's eating. So evolving in some capacity or another. All right. Very well. <laughs> Primal Zerg, we are what we eat. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 is good to know. I simply thought it might be best to be prepared. Oh, and um, that is the other thing. The most expensive thing that is missing is the Goliath. Right. I should probably have. No- I should probably have pointed that out. The Goliath that is listed in this in the vehicle bay of 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 this of the ship is missing and is the most expensive thing on the manifest. And probably easier to track than drugs. <laughs> yeah. How do you move a Goliath with its legs? It goes jeep, jeep, makes uh, large noises and shoots things. Uh, do you inform anyone about any of the missing items on the manifest? Ava will wave down uh, Stefan and or Stefana and or Pornix. Um, so, in terms of the old crew, it seems like nothing in. Entirely unusual in the medical records, other than the existence of infested Terran. Um, However, Mm -hmm. we are missing illegal drugs and a Goliath, both of which are potentially trackable. I would bank on a Goliath being easier to find, maybe. Which illegal drugs? Um, specifically four doses of terrazine, which is not just illegal, but rather pricey for something illegal. Coronex, you know what terrazine is. Yes. The breath of creation. But this illegal drug was part of the official manifest. Yes. Therefore, Um, it was assumedly part of their, part of their (laughs) mission capacity. That would be my assumption. However, no, that would be my assumption. 
or someone was or 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 someone on the previous crew was was foolish enough to actually log their things they smuggled onto the ship um <clears throat> I've heard crazy stories of people calling the cops drugged out <laughs> Is there reference? No one to had a psychological profile that read extraordinarily idiotic in all things. Did well, anybody have broadcast a, that? Did anybody uh, have addiction issues? Alexander Ravenhall was Alexander Ravenhall was listed as a mild alcoholic, but he, uh, Rihanna's documentation say that he claims that's for uh, constant headaches that he seems. Uh, which Rihanna might, which Rihanna believes might be something related to his latent psionic. Cornix has tried to say something twice now. Is there any reference to the usage of the Terezine? My assumption was that that might be in mission records, but very possibly. That, we Ava's going to try and check for that in. I don't know. Well, the mission uh, records that she has access to. A lot of the mission debriefings are captain level clearance. There are several mission briefings that are available. Um, None that say go find this terrazine that someone stole or something like that. Uh, there is some reference to Terezine in a couple of the briefings in reference to uh, being acquired by uh, some of these rogue elements that it looks like um, Task Force Echo was largely dealing with, the people who were starting uprisings uh, and causing ruckus in Dominion Worlds. Uh, it looks like some of them had acquired some Terezine, and uh, one of the missions was to discover what they were using what they were using it for, potentially uh, capture a sample. Ava will flag those for Coronex and, like, I don't know, send them over, however that works, um, and mention. Stefan might be able to find something else, mm-hmm. but that's what I can find. Very good. All right. And it's yeah, about- I'll start going. Sorry, go start going through all the all the potential briefings. See if there's have them cross ref cross ref. Ah, I am I are good with the words. Um, cross reference with anything involving uh, a terrazine. Uh, so what you do find is that uh, throughout several of these debriefings that relay with this particular group of dissidents. Uh, which uh, Alexander notes in one of his debriefings as being known as the Sons of Creation. Um, they, it looks like a group of uh, renegade psionics who believe that psionics are the next evolution of the human race and are genetically superior uh, and should thus have dominion and ruling power over non-psionic Terrans. And it looks like uh, Terrazine was being used as a drug to amplify psionic power. Is there a record that the 
Sons of Creation were the ones who were utilizing it. I was going to say, do these records have dates? Uh, They're dated in a cipher that is used by the captain specifically. Like it basically he, he, he references uh, 200, like, like X amount of days since X, since Y event. Dates uh, in chronological order is what I was saying. Yeah, like they're, they're in chronological order. Um, but they're but they're referenced on off of a scale that does not make any sense mm-hmm. to you because he dates them as X days from Y event, which is something that apparently he knows when that happened. Alright, Ava will Okay. How how old are the these potential records? I'm gonna ha- ask the adjutant if Are they the most they recent thing he's working these- on? Translate these date the this information to approximate dates based on when the logs were filed and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the adjutant can't give you exact dates on when the information was referenced because the uh, the event the Y event that he's scaling his time off of is not in any of the logs. Okay. But she can provide you an approximate time of when each of the logs was put into her system. That, yeah, uh, that's basically what I'm looking for. Which the most of the terrazine related, most of the most of the dossiers and debriefings related to the Sons of Creation are from about ten months ago. Okay. Um. So, are those like? Close to the last records we have access to, or pretty far from that? Yeah, uh, you lose access to records uh, after she's made the date corrections. Uh, roughly, the records last created six months ago uh, is the last ones you have access to. Okay. About half a year is when you start running into locked data. Well, that's not... So it's not the the data is missing, it's just that it's locked. Yeah, most of it's in behind Omega level clearance, which none of you have, not even the captain. Omega level clearance. Well. Mm -hmm. So these sons of creation were using Terzing to amplify psionic power. And there is a vast quantity of terrazine missing from the ship. Best hypotheses are either they were used in some sort of undercover mission, perhaps, or perhaps there was a traitor on the ship. I mean... Or they I'm open to other suggestions. By the chunkers that had the ship. Or Not that I could give you that information. If if it was entirely un- unrelated and they were just harvesting anything they could get off the ship. <clears throat> Terrazine's expensive. And probably fairly easy to move. This is true. I would contradict that assumption. Hmm. Terezine is unique and dangerous in the wrong hands. 
Easy to move is an easy to take off the ship. Ava will be like, Yeah, isn't it like physically a chem? Uh, It is a gas from what your records are telling you. But okay. it is it is stored in in vials roughly the size of a fit. Yeah, which <laughs> Ava thinks would be easy to move. It's not necessarily easy to sell, but easy to to remove. Ah, I understand. And it's about this time that autopilot is letting you know that you'll be pulling up to Unity Station in about ten minutes. Mm. Very well. Ten minutes. Excellent. (laughs) Well, something to think about and keep in mind for later investigation, I suppose. We could always, after we take a stop at Unity Station head back and visit the Junkers and whoever's left alive, see if uh, they did get their hands on that Terrazine and if they were, who they were planning on selling it to. If I'm they sorry, got did it. we leave anyone alive? Well, there was still people there. Yes, Task Force Whiskey was leave. still there. Yeah, we didn't leave any of the the leaders alive, from what I could tell. But I'm sure there's a few underlings throughout the city that took up control after the big boss was shot. I mean, yes, I'm sure there's somebody else on that station. Yeah, something to, something something to think about later. I'm sure we're going to have a job as soon as we get on. As soon as we yeah. All right. So yeah, we should let's prepare. Attempt. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We should attempt to discover what residue the former task force Echo left in their wake but also find if anything has been missing besides this terrazine and see if it was used by former members of the crew or simply recovered in their investigation into these sons of creation. It's that's a plan. Uh, as we're looking into the, um, records of the, the former crew, are there any, um, cause, cause Richter is the, the token Zerg. They didn't have a Protoss, any other Protoss on board though, right? No, there, there was no, there was no Protoss on board. Although Shauna Briggs is noted as having an affinity for Protoss tech. Okay. She was turned into a dragoon. <laughs> All right. Well, 
Let's find out what's what's next for us. So, Pair to Dock. All right. Uh, as Unity Station comes into view, you realize that this is going to be a massive effort if this is just what's under construction. Uh, as the ship pulls up, and those of you who are on the bridge get a view, you can see that the station is largely being built into a series of asteroids that have taken up orbit around Marsara since the last time it was attacked. Um, and it looks like there's a, there's a mixture of Terran and Protoss construction going into the effort. Um, Terran are building most of the like infrastructure and the superstructure that holds the station to that holds the station to the uh, to the asteroids, whereas the Protoss are building power sources and life support and a lot of the the, the complex workings that make daily life easier. I mean, I don't notice nice. that. Definitely different. You're also not on the bridge. No. And uh, as you as you approach, you receive a hail, uh, in which appears both in the comm room and on the the comm up link that is on the bridge. Answer. Uh, as you answer, a visual uplink uh, appears with the face of a very stern-looking Protoss on the screen. Greetings. My records are flagging this ship as belonging to Task Force Echo, the Nocturna. You must be our returning new task force. We are. Welcome aboard. You may dock at Docking Bay 4. Thank you. We will. Welcome to Unity Station, Task Force. Happy to be here. Captain, should we have them update their records as to this ship's designation? Yes, absolutely. That's something I'll leave we that can in do your once hands. We land. That's something we can do once once we dock it all that get all the administrative stuff taken care of. All right, uh, you dock in uh, docking bay four, and the ship is uh, magnetized to the dock, and a uh, landing ramp is extended to the uh, uh, to the airlock. Cool, awesome. All right, so presumably you all step out. Yes, all conversation. Yeah. Yes, Corinix Corin- will disembark. <laughs> Um, yeah. I assume Fang is remaining behind. Yeah, he's still in a chrysalis right now. Okay. Um. So, once again, this is an I don't know question. Go for Would it. the unplug be able to still alert me if I'm off the ship? Or uh, your your uplink uh has what is it? Uh, I have the thing that's called an uplink and the thing that's called a phone. Yeah. Um, Would either of those work for this purpose or no? Uh, you can have an alert be sent to your phone, which will just be a voice message. Uh, let me check okay. the uplinks. Uh, I mean, vital systems are being damaged or systems are being damaged isn't a terribly hard message to send, no, it's I'm not. assuming. It's a digital uplink. Uh, just a tier one? Yeah. It was pricey enough at tier one. <laughs> right. 
That's why I just have a communicator. Uh, so the uplink uh, doesn't have a long enough range, but you okay. can connect the uplink to the phone itself so that you will receive the phone's alerts on your uplink. Eh. I probably have it set up that way. Um, yeah. I will have my, fo- my phone and my Google Glass tell me when... If, sorry, not when, if, Fang starts destroying stuff. All right. Uh, So when the group of you step out through the other end of the airlock tube, uh, the first sight that you're greeted by is what looks like open space, and then you take a second to realize that there's actually a Protoss energy field holding atmosphere in. It's like, you, you, you take a moment of, oh boy, I'm not wearing a spacesuit in space. Oh, wait, no, there's air. Okay, we're good. Meanwhile, Coronix, you don't even sweat because you don't breathe normally. Right. <laughs> like, you, you uh, as a Protoss can handle the vacuum of space just fine. Um... Is the the engineering and composition of the the base is it more reminiscent of Terran architecture or or is the the Protoss influence visually evident as well? Uh it's a little bit of both, actually. Um, it's an interesting meld of designs that you haven't seen before. Uh, with the Terrans making the superstructure and the Protoss making the uh, the um, the complex machinery. Okay. Uh, it's very much the floors and walls and railings are very much the hard angles and st- and standard metallic of you know Terran structure. But then any machinery that you see looks smooth and clean and shining like Protoss. Uh, and you, you see, like, um, several different pylons positioned, like, actually built into the Terran superstructure. There are pylon structures that are supplying energy to the shield that is holding atmosphere in. Interesting. So it, it's a very unique meld of Terran and Protoss architecture. Cornix is then is going to just kind of do the touristy rubberneck thing of just trying to figure out how did all this get put together? Who's been, you know, uh, unifying both of these and try and determine, you know, any sort of any sort of weaknesses or issues in this sort of amalgamation of the the two cultural technologies then. Uh, roll me science, actually. Okay. Nineteen. So it looks like, actually, this stuff is actually eliminating most of the weaknesses of the individual technologies by taking advantage of the strengths of the other side. Okay. Uh, where Protoss technology is typically very advanced, but physically is its alloys tend to be thin and or frail. Mm-hmm. So Protoss technology like probes 
uh, tend to break easily uh, right. when subjected to physical trauma. Uh, but the technology can can produce a lot. Thereby having the Terrans create the superstructure, you're creating a very strong, solid alloy base that the Protoss technology can then rest upon and be sheltered by. Okay. So they're basically saying, we're going to play to our strengths here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Protoss <laughs> do the fancy stuff. We make stuff last. So, right. and And we make stuff that when... <laughs> When it does take damage, we can fix it and replace it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to just build a new one from scratch. <laughs> and then, yeah, he'll uh, he'll go look for some sort of uh, data panel to figure out where he can requisition uh, additional equipment. Um, All right. I'm figuring out where we need to go as a group. While they're doing whatever it is they're doing, let me know whenever I wake up or whenever cool. I finish my evolution. I'll let you know. It's going to be when I decide dramatically that it's appropriate. I mean, yeah, I've got four more hours. I've got four or five more hours. So. Roughly, yeah. Three or four. Yeah. <coughs> Does there seem to be a place to go? Um, there are various yeah, that's signs. What I was, yeah. There, there are various signs and directories pointing you to um, basically anything you could need. There's a marketplace set up. There's lodging. Um, there's a f- there's a place for requisitioning fuel for ships that are in dock. Um, there's uh, um, entertainment centers. Uh, there's science facilities. There's How about command central. Yeah, there's there's, there's central command. Uh, which is in the center of the station, because the you're finding out that while it's built with Terran superstructure, the layout is a lot like a Protoss mothership. So all of all the central core and command is centralized in the very middle of the. All right. So it's kind of a concentric radial layout as yeah. far as the, so, the structure yeah. organization. Remind me what we're doing here. I say out of character. Uh, we are figuring out what our next mission is. Yeah, uh, probably resupplying since, you know, our ship was stripped of supplies under the auspices the, um, of the last crew. The previous, the previously stated goal of stopping Union Station was to resupply, uh, see if you could find a gun for the ship. Because when you want your next mission, you can contact uh, your, uh, what's his face, Matt Horner, Matt Horner. Yeah. Uh, at the ship. Horner Horner was going to give us a call in a couple days once he had his uh had our our next thing on board. So this was this was our rest. Re- this was our R and R. So ignore yeah. everything I just said. Yeah, rest and resupply. Uh, that said, you are welcome to uh, pursue contact with HQ here um, and see who's here and what uh, is actually present that you can make use of. So I'm assuming we need fuel. Yes. That's a possibility, yeah. Let me see if there's any rules in the core book for actually refueling vehicles. Well, you said we can rec- requisition it, so... Yeah. Technically, we get free gas. Well, it depends. <laughs> and most of these are reactor-based uh, ships yeah. anyway, so... Yeah, it's mostly just like recharging a reactor with uh, whatever materials it might need. Um, Never which... mind, I retract that statement because I don't know anything about StarCraft. I mean, that's a fine <laughs> statement. Like, like Vespine, we, Vespine gas what? is the is it a lightning fuel. connector or mini USB? 
<laughs> more of a more of a self-modulating semi-nuclear reactor, but so lightning. Yeah, the Apple devices. Uh... I mean, it is proprietary technology, but exactly that's uh, right. <laughs> basically so long as you have some Vespian gas to pump into it every couple of years, you're fine. All right. Uh, yeah, Vespian gas is the primary uh, fuel source of most things in the Caprulo sector. Like, everyone uses Vespian. Protoss, Terran, Zerg. Yep. Um, and Vespian reactors tend to last for a long time. Uh, a, uh, a fusion core powered by, by Vespian can last you several months of continuous strained use before you need to act. Um... That said, your you don't you haven't taken the time to really check what the status of the ship's fuel is at. Uh, you could probably do that if you get a break, but at the moment it seems like it's flying fine. Yeah, I haven't left, so that's what I'd be checking to make sure. <coughs> yeah, huh. your fu- your fuel supplies will last you at the very least another couple of months. Well. I'd like to try and get some more med packs, but easily done. There Absolutely. is there is a there is what is uh, established as the commiss as the as the commissary, which is the area for basically purchasing uh, anything you need. Um, there are several like uh, government style shops, especially among the Protoss, who just sort of like work off of the combined orders of the Dalam. Uh, so there's not really that like much of a merchant business among the Protoss, but there are also several like independent merchants uh, on this station that are among the Terran. So you can you can go uh, to government facilities and get a fixed price on whatever you're looking for, or you can go shopping around and see what the merchants might be. Hmm. Corinix is looking for crystals, so... Yeah. Um, I go back to this ship because I don't have much of an interest in off time, so... I have other I have other plans. Do we if Sassan's heading back, I will say, anything you need picked up from the market? Uh, I was actually just looking at that, so... Give me oh, a something alive for Fang to eat. <laughs> Uh, so, Cornix, you can find um, a uh, what the hell is the name of the Protoss uh, research building? Ugh. A Templar uh, archive? As no. Forge? Uh, yes, you can find a forge. Okay. Uh, which uh, you can requisition most of anything that you need from the from the facesmith who is on duty. Okay. So yeah, I'll go in, and I'm sure it's just you know. I mean, because this 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 station isn't fully completed, right? No, yeah, it's it's still under construction. This forge is right. like mm-hmm. pumping out materials for like building everything right now. Okay, yep. So yeah, so, uh, he'll duck in and try and make himself as unobtrusive as possible, like an Arizim do, um, <clears throat> and just uh, wait until he can possibly garner the attention of one of the one of the lower ranking face myths probably 
after a while of waiting, one of the face mists, and as you're as you're taking a look, uh, you haven't spent a whole lot of time among the uh, among the Kali. Right. Uh, but you're you're getting a sense that most face mists tend to develop along a similar physical structure of being shorter than most Protoss, but also somewhat stockier. Right. Uh, like, and that crystalline beard formation that you notice from Carax tends to be running with people who work. Apparently, Protoss who work very closely with minerals tend to develop that structure. Okay, makes sense. Um, we're weirdly structure. sort of plant esque based creatures, so. <laughs> yeah. uh, so af- after a while, one of these figures uh, approaches you. Uh, yes, one of my Nerazim brethren. What can we assist you with? I'm looking for a plasma shield crystal. And I'll indicate my armor, which has... All of its sockets are just empty right now. Uh, and uh, how much honor do you have right now? I have 30. All right. Augmentation crystals. Costs exactly 30. Uh, yes, let me find your information. What is your name? Coronix. Coronix. Recently assigned to the Interplanetary Alignments Force Task Force Echo. Thank you. Uh, he, like, reaches over with, uh, it looks like the mechaden, like, basically the, the, the mechanical arms that, uh, that face with Karax implanted uh, in place of his severed nerve mm-hmm. tendrils have become kind yep. of a common style among face myths. Okay. Uh, so like, he's a trendsetter. Cause, uh, cause practicality guys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, and so like uh, a pair, of, a pair of those hands uh, sort of extend from around his shoulders and reach over to a, uh, a console that's off to the side and proceeds to punch in information. Yes, it looks like you've been slated for the acquisition uh, just enough for one of these plasma shielding crystals you so desire. Excellent. Very well. And, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Hold still, and we will install it momentarily. As he, like, uh, reaches into a small um, storage device uh, as a small void, uh, void matrix uh, pulls one of the crystals to his hands uh, as he proceeds to approach, uh, assuming you hold still. Yep. All right. Uh, he places the crystal onto one of the uh, matrixes in your armor that is assigned to hold and uh, apply crystals. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, the two hands proceed to reach over his shoulders and kind of tap uh, certain ridges onto your armor, uh, which cause it to uh, spin, open up, and a small void matrix just kind of <clears throat> latches onto the crystal and sucks it into place where then the, the, it, the armor proceeds to close around it. Nice. And uh, with a slight hum of energy, uh, the very thin uh, hexagonal shape of a plasma shield forms around your person. Awesome. Thank you, Faye Smith. Adun Toridas. Entaro Tassadar. Bow my head and head back towards the Akundalar. All right. Is that all you needed? That was all I needed. <clears throat> All right. Um, Ava will get uh, grab the credits from Stefan for his stuff and head to get essentially medical stuff. Medicinal supplies. All right. Um, 
Cornix, by on your way back, roll me perception. Okay. You notice Fang roaming around looking for food. <laughs> uh, let me see what my modification is. There. Okay. That is a 12. Uh, they're not hard to miss. Uh, they're not easy to miss, rather. Uh, you hear what sounds like a small groaning noise, and you sort of turn around and look up, mm-hmm. and you see floating through the air the very large, very obvious shape of a Zerg overlord. Just Okay. The very uh, sort of giant floating squid shape of the mm-hmm. giant gaseous sacks and the long uh, facial, uh, like the the facial features of like small bits of teeth and giant bulbous eyes right. uh, of an overlord just sort of floating through the air uh, idly by. It looks like a pair of zerglings are uh, latched onto its back as it just sort of floats through the air. Just watching that. And then I go follow it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. While you're while you're following that, uh, Ava, you make your way to the to the commissary where all of the government and individual merchants have set up shop. All right. Um, you um, do- I'm assuming I can get the stuff Stefan is looking for. Yeah. Um. You can find. Uh, all of that you can find at the uh, the uh, Dominion Medical Center, uh, which will cost you the exact uh, credit price as listed. Um, theoretically, Ooh. you could also uh, like they, they they set their prices. They don't like yeah. their prices are flatline. Like you you can't haggle with them. Uh, or you could uh, take a look at some of the at the privately owned stores that are set up here and see if you might be able to better or cheaper. Ava will um, get those th- the things Stefan asked for, so a dose of painkillers, a dose of rage, um, and for herself, two medipacks, which I assume can also be found at market value at the medical center. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's just the easy um, one. All just there. And then she will go and see see what the private merchants are selling. All right. Are you looking specifically for, like, chems and med supplies? Um, her attention would drift there, but interesting things would be a better description. Uh, so several, several of the signs that you see are for weapons and armor merchants. You see Bob's guns. Uh, you see, um, you know, the, um the uh dominion hide which is an armor which is a which is specifically a hard skin merchant he sells power armor uh and you see um uh mike's mike's uh trick shop which is a vehicle which is a vehicle merchant um and uh in regards to chems uh you see better living through chemicals uh, which is a privately owned uh, chem shop and apothecary, which you can purchase uh, med supplies. Ava will briefly poke in there. Uh, you step inside and you see a um, sort of long, shaggy-haired individual whose hair is kind of swept back. Uh, 
He's got the very uh, long, unkempt beard, but he is wearing what appears to be a lab coat. So he's, it's sort of this contrast of unkempt face, but very organized and clean outfit. It's uh, it's shaggy. <laughs> hey, dude! Uh, as he... Uh, the hair is kind of going gray in certain places as he is sort of leaning over a beaker that's distilling chemicals. As you walk in, he looks up as... Yes, uh, what can I assist you with? Oh, um... I'm just looking, uh... Well, we've got a wide variety of chemicals, medical supplies, and various other devices. Should you find need for them? Uh, in applicators and injectors, you will find on the left wall. Uh, chemicals you will find at the back. And simple medical supplies you will find on the right. <clears throat> Glancing over, is there anything sort of atypical um, among the selections? You can find. Uh, roll me science to see how whether you notice uh, some atypical stuff. Five? All right. Um, so... Uh, you find some data disks that look to be carrying information on Protoss physiology. Uh, aside from that, you do find some tier two medipacks. Uh, I'm guessing those are how much more tier two things usually? Uh, base market price, I believe, was times four? One second. Uh, tiers. Coming tiers. Higher tiered gear. Uh, not at the top of the gear section, it's somewhere else. <laughs> equipment tiers. Uh, yeah, cost of them is times four. Typically, like, at, like, it's the, that's the market standard, which you'll find in, like, government facilities if they do have access to tier. None of the ones here do, so... Okay. Um, Ava will look over the data disks for a minute and then point to one of the tier two mini packs. Uh, how much would those be? Uh, typically requiring. Applies to find, but need to compete with government prices. Obviously, sales come best with the lowest bidder. Uh, I would argue an asking price of 175 credits. Mm-hmm. That would be agreeable for me. And Ava will hand over that many to get one of those. Very well, thank you. Is there anything else that interests you? Uh, hmm. Do you have any more, I suppose, details on what this might contain and points to the data disk? Yes. <coughs> that is actually the results of several different autopsies I performed uh, in my youth as a acting member of the Dominion Medical Corps on several Protoss bodies found during the wars. Uh, 
difficult to find bodies among the Protoss. They tend to disperse when within range of the Kala, uh, well, during the war. Um, typically, it was bodies that were brought in for interrogation that then expired out of reach of Protoss uh, resources. Um, these are unique. Uh, my findings led me to more accurately being able to comprehend Protoss physiology and how to treat injuries and keep them alive in, I always say, necessary times. It was not my brightest period of my professional career, but the information therein is useful especially in modern times where we find ourselves working more closely with the Protoss. Hmm. I see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I suppose you could say new to this particular station. Any <coughs> thoughts, warnings? Uh, be aware that there are Zerg present. Uh, they're not incredibly common, but with Task Force Unity working with the Swarm, there are a number of them here. They tend to keep to the lower sections of the station. However, some of the Zerg are naturally airborne. You may find them floating about. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I will leave. Yes, if you have any further questions, feel free to come back. My name is Heinrich, if you ever need any more information. Thank you very much. And he sort of waves as you leave. That was 175, I believe? Yep. Yeah, I've just gone... I, I wouldn't have gone far off the ship out of turn around gone right back on um because i don't believe in leisure um and everybody else is handling the requisition stuff so i'm I mean, just going to continue looking through uh, uh logs just getting to know the old crew i don't believe in leisure either all right uh because i'm assuming that either that information is going to help us find them or one of them is going to end up being one of our enemies, and in that case, it's important to know them. <laughs> so, know your enemy, know your potential enemy, or know your potential rescue. I'm assuming no, that no, if, if it's a rescue situation, they're probably dead by now. Yeah, probably. But they may give us; they may have provided breadcrumbs. Uh, meanwhile, Cornix, you went uh, in pursuit of the Overlord that was floating through. I did. What's There's... Oswald doing? Oswald, what are you up to? Yeah, you're actually, you're, you're staying on the ship. Also, so we don't yeah. get him cut off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to just go search around the ship, maybe see what they have. Uh, if, I, if I find anything here that I want to look for, I'll let you know. So the armory wasn't completely empty, you find, as you start looking through the ship. Um, okay. there's, there's actually four pistols that are still... Um, in the armory. Any, uh, anything better than what I got right now? Like a flak pistol or something like that? Um, there is uh, one flak pistol that is still left. Nice. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of ammunition. It's got two magazines left on it. 
because uh, flak ammunition is not super common. Yeah. Um, but it does have two magazines of ammunition and the one flak pistol. Uh, and um, one heavy revolver, uh, which has some interesting markings on it. Uh, is it, like, writing, or...? Yeah, there's there's some writing on the barrel. What does it say? Uh, it's a list of names. Hmm. Is it on the, is it on the barrel, or is it on the, uh... The, the, the chambers? Uh, it's, sorry, it's, yeah, it's on the chambers of the revolt. It's on the revolving <laughs> chambers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Um... What are what are the names? Um, they're Terran names. Uh, you spot on each of the how, how many barrels does a heavy revolver have? I think it's six, six doesn't it? Six. Yeah, yeah, six. yeah, six. Uh, yeah, on 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 uh, there are three names, so they're each on two of the of the chambers of the revolver. Um, there's. Uh, Vera, Rojas, and uh, and Alexis. Okay. Um. <clears throat> odd. I'll hunting Jane's gun. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go up to the adjutant and uh, ask it. Can can they scan weapons? Uh, yeah, they have they that... have they have the ability to like scan uh machinery around. Them, so okay, so I'll have them scan it and say who used this, whose uh, weapon was this. Two guesses, and the first don't count. <laughs> um, the adjutant takes a look at it for a second, and after a while, leans back and uh, looks at your face again. Weapon analyzed as secondary sidearm of Captain Alexander Ravenhall. Called it. <laughs> Technically, you didn't. You just said two I guesses. Called it, and I first called it mentally. Count. I called it mentally. Oh, well, then I did too. There you go. <laughs> I, I legitimately like the minute he started listening, I was like, that's Alexis in my head. Okay. What, the um, name Alexis gave it away? <laughs> you're right. No, the alcoholism gave it away. Uh, but yeah, okay. Um, and then I guess I'll go on the the station after I get that stuff uh, situated and see how much it would cost to get turret legs or turret mounting for the chain gun. All right. Uh, you just gave me the greatest mental image ever. I just want to say. Turret <laughs> legs or turret mounting? Oswald getting his legs cut off. <laughs> Attached to a tank. I was thinking like little bastion legs. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, like from the waist yeah, down gonna... cut off so he could yeah. just... <laughs> yeah. The, the the knees will just fold up and then rockets will come out of where my kneecaps used to be and I'll just float and fly away <laughs> when shit hits the fan. Um, so it'll be the equivalent price of a shield weapon platform, which is basically what you're installing onto the weapon. 
Um, but it's so that'll be 250 credits basically for a weapon platform for the for the chain gun. And then it uses heavy slugs, if I remember right. Yeah. Oh, those are expensive-ish. So the weapon platform will give you the benefits of using a shield, but you have to be stationary while operating the chain gun. Well, yeah, that's the point of it. Like, we're having it mounted so that if we land and have to open up the, you know, firefly, open up the back, shoot out. Yep. Yeah. So you Mounted chain gun in the cargo bay. So it, it like the yeah. it has it has like a, an armor like plating that you can set around the chain gun, so you can have the the benefits of using a shield while operating it. And it's just like sort of it's just permanently set up in the back of the cargo hold. Yeah, you can basically wherever the ramp goes down. Yeah, you can basically <laughs> weld it to the top of the ramp if you want. Okay, like off yeah, to one side that. so you can set cargo in. I'll buy that, and then. Uh... I'll see. I'll talk. I'll look for ammo later. Mm. You keep track of how much ammo was left with the chain gun? Yeah, there was 50 rounds. Alright. So, Coronix, uh, your search, uh, eventually you find your way to uh, the the Overlord doesn't move quick, so it's easy to track. Um... Basically, it's just it's three steps. Just, wait, three steps. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's, yeah. It's basically just keeping a slow walk, like mm-hmm. uh, as, as you as you just kind of keep yourself like within visual range of the Overlord. It's, it's a slow moving gas bag, basically. Um, and it eventually makes its way to what appears to be. It almost looks like uh, a hollowed out section of the asteroid itself, but then you realize <laughs> that there's a little bit of creep spreading over uh, the workings. It yep. looks like uh, this looks to be the entrance to a Nidus network um, ah. that um, basically spreads into the internal workings of the asteroid hmm. that the space station is being built around. Right. Uh, and it looks like this is where the Zerg set up their small hive cluster is inside the asteroid. Interesting. And does like the does the overlord like drop off the zerglings and they go into the network or yeah like the, the overlord okay. like floats over the night over the entrance and the zerglings kind of drop off the off the overlord land and then proceed to dig into the night right interesting sort of make a mental note of where that exit is and then head back towards the Akundalar. and as as you've realized that you also notice that. The underside of a lot of these superstructures are also reinforced. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. It's like, we're building this as a show of good faith with the Zerg, but we're not going to be stupid. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, is there, like... Is there a lot of open areas that are just uh, force shielded against the vacuum? Or is yeah. most... Okay. I wasn't sure if if most of it was solid structure and bulkheads, or if there's a lot of open like, area as well. There's there's plenty of bulkhead, especially for like Terran housing structures. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's almost like a city built in okay. the middle of space. So there's a lot gotcha. of buildings, but there's also a lot of open air. Okay. So yeah, he's Terran gonna he's, wants walls. He's gonna head back to the Akundalar then, but mostly taking exterior um, 
because he's he's wanting to make sure he gets his radiation for the day. Um, <laughs> and and then head back and just uh, meet up with whoever he meets along the way. All right. Uh, you probably run into um, Oswald as he's on his way back from getting the mount for the chain gun. Okay. And this is the point at which um, Fang wakes up, is as the two of you are headed to the second trip. Okay. So... And Fang... Your form is largely the same. However, there are your uh, your hind legs have increased muscle mass, so you look a lot bulkier from the hind legs uh, to allow for basically larger push off. And also, you have a pair of like dorsal ridges that have small insectile wings that allow you to basically uh, get more Prop- pushing power to <clears throat> propel forward. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, just stretching for a minute. Um. Does the ventilation the, the ventilation system is entirely internal, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I came in through the communications center, but can I go out through a different area? Uh, theoretically, it'd take a little, take a couple minutes of finagling because you're not quite small enough to fit through these without squeezing. So. Yeah. Um, I'll just go back out through the communications area. I don't care. Right. Uh, and noting that the ship is no longer in motion. I'm going to but head the back to where door is shut. I'm going to head because... to wherever I got on the ship to get off of it. Uh, wherever you get on the ship uh, is still sealed. Okay. The the it's... airlock is near the cockpit. The cargo bay. So the cargo bay, which is where I got, I believe we got on from the cargo bay. Yeah, the uh, cargo sealed... bay has a ramp. Yeah, the cargo bays are sealed. So yeah, go down to the cargo bay. See that it's still closed. Look confused. Look over and, from where I'm probably looking over and scanning uh, through stuff. Oh, good, you're awake. Also, different looking. Um, makes no no. I mean, makes no verbal note of it. Uh, sniffing to see. I'm gonna try to pick up Cornix's scent and see how it how it got off the ship. Uh, that you can track the scent to where the actual airlock is, basically, as you walk. Okay. So just like stop, tilt head, sniff, 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 follow back to the airlock. Mm-hmm. Is it open? Yeah, like it's still it's still open. There's still a ramp extending from it. I go out the airlock, <laughs> and, and I am I'm I am I am sniffing for food. I'm searching for prey. <laughs> Probably about this time. That's yeah. That's when I'm following behind, <laughs> prepping, a, tre- prepping some sort of tranquilizer that I hope to God will work on a zerg. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but <laughs> but you got to try something. <laughs> Do I so, smell anything particularly essenceful? I mean, there's humans all over the station. Is there anything that smells better than humans? Like, typically, Zerg smell the best. Yeah, there's there's some Zerg wandering around. I go into hunting mode. I am going to make a stealth check. <laughs> as I hunt my prey. You're probably not very sneaky with the, with, with the Terran walking directly behind you in full view, though. I don't know if you can keep up with me. <laughs> 
if you start running, you will get shot. <laughs> I, I mean, mean to, be starts... fair, you're, to be fair, you're prowling, so you're not yeah, running full speed. No, but stalking off into the off towards where I can smell Zerg. Um, and considering you're having to making your make your way off out, out of the docking area, yeah, uh, you're probably going to run into Coronix on your way out because he's headed back. Okay. Yeah. So you 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 <laughs> stalk your way past Coronix as he's very walking well. back to the ship. Not no, very well. Not not super stealthily. I'm very hungry, <laughs> which is fine because I I see Coronix. I'm like. Point at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> um, let me see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah, something happens. Yeah, I totally see you. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, with, a, with yeah. a seven on my stealth, yes, most things will. <laughs> right. So it happens when you roll a two. <laughs> yep. So I'll, I'll crouch down in front of Fang and hold out my hand. Look Fang. up at you. Are you hungry? Tilt head. Yes, you sense hunger. Right. <laughs> um. Also, again, I look different. Slightly. Right. Yeah. No, Corinix will definitely give you a once-over. Note the changes. But evolution was part of the imperative, so it's not entirely <laughs> unexpected. Also, Ava said in front of you that that is what she assumed Fan was right. doing. Yes, yes, Ava. Ava had mentioned. Um, and then I'm just going to project follow and walk back to the Nidus Canal. <laughs> Feed the Zerk. Hey, I follow. I assume the eyes and Cornix has it handled, and I go back to the ship. All right. Uh, he leads you back to a Nidus canal that leads into the Nidus network that the swarm has here. Aha. Uh-huh. So and now then I'm... I'm just going to put a hand on the Zerg's back. This is like the first time I've ever touched it, I think. <laughs> it and feels kind very, very intently concentrate, caution, and then step away. So, what sort of interactions do I know of that the Primal Zerg have with the Swarm? Because if we were um, on Zerus, I could just hunt as I please, and if they, if, if they die to me, they deserve it. They're, I'm not sure how the Swarm works. <laughs> well, there is, there, there is the famous quote between um, uh, Dahaka and Kerrigan. He was Zerg. You are Zerg. One dies and one grows strong. You. And the swarm kind of understands this. Um, so long as you don't attack anything important, and so long as you don't start murdering swaths of Zerg, the swarm can replenish a couple of Zerglings. All right, I'm going to go Zergling hunting then. And Zerglings are mostly animal intelligence anyway, so. <laughs> it's a predatory meritocracy. Let's just say that. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to go Zergling hunting in the Nidus Canal. Alright, uh, so roll me survival. Ta-da! I have that. Maybe there's a bigger thing that's going to be sneaking up behind you. 
So you find yourself a zergling that's managed to separate itself from the rest of its from the rest of the pack of zerglings that it's been wandering with. I want to eat it. All right, release some initiative. All right. The question is whether or not it's smart enough to know that I want to eat it. <laughs> I mean, considering it knows that you, considering it knows that it wants to eat other zerg, probably. Right. It, it's not a question of whether it intellectually understands. It's a question of whether or not it would combat on a physical level. I believe. Yeah. It's yeah, probably not being directed right now, so it probably will. Yeah, yeah. It's not actively being held by a zerg queen. It's an issue. All right, let me. You're going first. <laughs> yeah, it, so I would. L- you you approach it, and it can hear the snarling, and it senses the innate hunger of a something that is zerg, but not of the swarm. Uh, and it turns to face you, but it's not fast enough to stop you from getting the first strike. Yeah, no, as it turns to face me, I am charging and leaping at it. (laughs) So I'm coming down from above. Um, which is going to be Scything Claws, and I get a plus five to that, which makes it a 26 to hit, and they get, uh, a, they subtract their agility from their defense. You definitely hit them and get your full overage. Uh, penetration, yeah, penetration four, rending two, so that they they have a uh, two less for their crippling wounds. Uh, charging, which makes it a plus ten damage and three damage, so that's twenty six, uh, twenty six damage, uh, which does break their damage threshold. Hey, what's their armor? Uh, damage resistance. You said penetration. You said penetration two. Penetration four. Penetration four. Okay, so yeah, you you uh you get through most of their armor, but not all of it. So you do that. You definitely get a uh, crippling wound. Uh, so that's a head, which, which means it does another ten damage. So ten thirty-six damage. damage. Thirty-six damage. <laughs> okay, and that's it's a... disoriented. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. It has minus one to all attacks, defenses, and skills for that uh, for each crippling wound point it gets. So currently one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my attack. All right. Uh, I just <laughs> I just get it right on the face. Just claw into its eyes. Uh. Well, it's gonna try and do what it can. Uh... <laughs> it's a small zerg, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Zerglings are medium sized. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Da, 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 da. If it becomes heavily injured, whatever that means, it's instant death. <laughs> For the, uh, I think, is that once you've maxed it out, is that heavily injured? That's yeah. That's when you've put the maximum number of crippling wounds on the head. Okay. Like if you hit five crippling wounds, I believe is destroyed. For the head, it, the head is gone. Okay. Good to know. I believe I can regularly crippling wound it. <laughs> So 19. What's your defense? Uh, my defense is... Uh, 14. It's a 
full overage, uh, which is going to be 17 points of damage with Penetration 2. Alright, so that's 13 points of damage. Sorry. Uh, 14, 14 points of damage. Uh, okay. Uh, back to my turn. I regen two of that. Um, I'm going to use my leap action to jump away from it, which doesn't provoke an attack of opportunity. Um, so I, I basically, I jump back, uh, two feet or two squares, and then I'm going to round and charge it again. Okay. Which, I mean, another plus five to that. I'm sure I succeed. Yeah, you get your full average. Uh, so another rending two, uh, penetration four, and that's twenty six more damage. Yeah, it's dead now. Okay, so I just tear apart, uh, and then I start to eat. How much essence do I get from one zergling? Uh, it would be five. But you don't have that much cap, so you so take I get, three. I get three. All right. Ah, yes. Zerg full of essence. Good good for hunting. <laughs> um, and after I finish eating it, I will head back out. How much essence do I have? Uh, your level. But you, he can't okay. absorb it because you're Protoss. Right, yeah, no, I was just wondering if Protoss were, like, concentrated or something, but... Zerg are concentrated essence. Zerg are the ones that concentrate. Okay, yeah. cool. Protoss are purity of form, Zerg are purity mm-hmm. of essence. That's right. Yeah, so once I've, once I've finished eating, which presumably takes me long enough to heal back up the damage I took. Um, uh, when did you... Where did you get the uh, leaping strike thing, by the way? Uh, page 59 of the Monsters of Caprulu. Oh, sorry, that's Chrysalis. Uh, leaping strike is page 17. Or leap attack. It's page 17 yeah, of okay. Monsters of Caprulu. And it's the cre- the creature is ca- this creature is capable of lunging towards enemies. It gains the leap talent for free, and the distance jumped is based on agility or strength, whichever is higher. The creature can use a leap talent, and leap talent is on is in the core rules. Um, but yeah. So, I do that. I eat it. I come back out. All right. Licking my chops. Back to the surface. You make your way back to the ship. Yeah, I'm full now. <laughs> Just so Cornix, if Cornix was waiting to see if I come back out, I come no, back Cornix out. No, Cornix wasn't <laughs> feeling satiated. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna head back to the ship at that point. I found food. <laughs> I'm gonna go and see what these fools are doing. All right. Uh, so. Um... Yeah. I also gonna see if I can buy some ammo for the shotgun. Go for it. You going to government stores? You gonna try and haggle with the merchants? Um, I'm going to government stores. All right. Ammunition. Uh, da 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 da. Shotguns. What ammunition do shotguns use? Slugs. Shell? Shell, shells. Shells, and, shells. shells and slugs, usually. Shells, which is apparently a light slug in the, like, slug, sub thing. Yeah, I'm just trying to find where the shotgun is actually at in the list. 
uh, ammunition. Um, and if you if you needed to look at Shell. Leap, by the way, uh, Leap is on. Page yeah, I had a look at it. I, I took a look at it. Two shells, which in ammunition. Uh, yeah, shells are light slugs. The, says twenty five credits. The shells description is basically works for most shotguns. Yep, four credits each. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. That was the adamantine slug I was looking at. Huh. So There's I'm gonna you buy... have to fight over. Five of those. Five? Yes, because it's a number that's easily multiplied. Meanwhile, John and I are over here, Team Melee. Ammo? (laughs) What's that? What? (laughs) I mean, even when I get a ranged attack, I won't need ammo for it. Well... I have a lower two hit with the shotgun for a few reasons, so I don't need tons of stuff for it. To be fair, you may be team melee, but if that shotgun hits one of you, you're probably going down. Oh, (laughs) shotgun shotgun hurts. For now. Anything that's lightly armored, a shotgun will ruin your day. Yep. Like I said, shotgun hurts. For now. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Doing that and then heading back to the ship. Alright. Five shells for the shotgun. It just sort of... Do you you get a bandolier for them or do you literally just have a pocket full of shotgun shells? Just kind of... I mean, I assume there's there's a case with the ones I already have. I mean, the guy had, like, a strap for a shotgun shell. Oh. Then they're probably in the bag with the med packs. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna be perfectly around. honest. <laughs> injection needle, shotgun shell. I have, I have a belt. Makes yeah. perfect sense to me. They're all offensive capability. <laughs> when I get back this to the ship, This is my bag of hurt. When I get back to the ship, I start... <laughs> I start stalking around the ship. Here's my here's my of... needle. Here's my anesthetic. Here's my painkillers. Here's my buckshot. <laughs> when I when I get back to the ship, I start stalking around, just exploring every nook and cranny, so I know the ship. Here's this random entirely. piece of paper someone handed me two weeks ago. <laughs> uh... Yeah. All right. So the group of you make it back to your ship. Yep. Ava will define what you ordered. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, technically you left when I left, but only for a minute. Well, yes, for like (laughs) two minutes. Until you saw Corvus. He he didn't even get out of sight of the Akundalar. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even walk around the corner. But yeah, I'm, I'm basically... Every nook and cranny I can possibly get into, I am investigating and sort of committing to memory. Right. So I know the layout of this metal bucket. 
This metal nest. Yes. Metal nest lacks essence. Alright, so... Which is good, because it means you won't try and eat it. Anyone trying to reach out to anybody? Um, so... Nerezim society is a lot more independent, but still very collectivist. Um, so yes, Corinix would... Where the Kalai are sort of, we are all bound by our unity and we act all basically as one. The Nerezim are much more, I act alone for the greater benefit of the whole. Right. So um, the Taldarim are very much, I act alone for the benefit of me. <laughs> Um, so Corinix would be looking for um, basically whatever the whatever the Protoss equivalent of the job board is. I mean, granted, we're all sort of we we have the the telepathic connection that we can establish. So I assume um, that it's one of those sort of things where. There are services that the collective needs. Therefore, show up here for your assignment for today, unless you already have something you've been assigned. Um, so he's looking for that on his way back from the Nidus network. Uh, I, I largely envision that after the severance of the Kala, uh-huh. um, there's a lot more face-to-face communication among the Protoss. Right. Um, especially among the Kalai. Because they no longer know each other's thoughts and emotions with literally just a literally just a look, right? Um. So that said, I imagine there actually is probably among um, like in the forges and the archives, there are probably uh, data uplinks of relevant tasks that need to be accomplished and uh, requests for specific skill sets. Okay, he'll go looking for that then, yeah. And uh, Stefan, the adjutant, alerts you that the, that the Zerg appears to be near sleeping quarters. Close all quarters and lock them. Uh, Fang, you are, you are like just outside one of the doors into someone's quarters when it goes, shink, clink. I said, like, jerk back for a second, look at it. How, how durable does it look? Does this door look? Uh, this door is several inches of reinforced neo steel. Probably can't cut through it. Some scratch at it. Growl at it. Look for it a ventilation shaft. Look for a <laughs> ventilation shaft. Because uh, it has to one... have ventil- it has to have ventilation somehow. It does, but it's not big enough for you to crawl through. Is it... <laughs> but it's a weak point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But this is also your home. Vent shaft open is probably going to take a long time. <laughs> Just, I mean, you know, um, I head up to the cockpit to sniff around. Then <laughs> the Zerg joins you in the cockpit. Okay, look over, stare at us for a second, go back to log reading. I thought you were in the communications room. <laughs> That's, that, that is actually a question. I was confused over whether there was a difference between the two. Uh, the conversation <laughs> is a couple of rooms closer to the center of the ship, whereas the cockpit okay. is directly at the front. 
I'm thinking yeah, of it, like, be, it, like if you imagine I would the, be in the cockpit. As imagine, long as you don't start eating controls, I'm fine. I imagine <laughs> that if you if you imagine it like the layout of the Serenity, kind of, because that's kind of what the ship shape is. Mm-hmm. Like the cockpits up front, the communications would be like back towards the cargo area, on the other side of the quarters from the cockpit. Okay, probably like opposite opposite where the uh, the infirmary is in yeah in in Serenity. And the difference between, I mean, what can you do in the communication room that you couldn't do in the cockpit? I have no idea. I just thought that's where you were. I thought you had established that being where you were. <laughs> I was wherever I have access to these. Like, if, you, if you've got a data pad on you, then you can, like, access ship records anywhere. There's a couple consoles in the cockpit that you can use. Like, the only real thing that you need to be in the comm room for is to talk directly to the adjutant as opposed to over a layout. And also to like make long distance communication. Yeah, no, I f- I was figuring because the cockpit is where the airlock is. Yeah, and I don't want the Zerg walking out again. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out where you were. Yeah, I, like, I was assuming I yeah. was in the cockpit. Okay. I just didn't know that there was a such thing as a communication room. So yeah. <laughs> the the what confused me was because I crawled out through the communication room initially, and you were there. That's um. Regardless, yeah, I'm just sniffing around, and I'll continue on my way throughout the rest of the ship. Look over at Oswald. So, who do you think he's going to eat first? You know, I thought about buying a dog just in case. He'd be more likely probably to eat us than the dog. Dogs yeah. don't have essence. Not strong essence. I mean, depending on the dog you get, you can get a guard dog. How, Not how, strong essence. How fast How fast do you figure? Who do you, who do you think is the fastest runner besides, besides him? <laughs> I don't think it like matters. Agility? Would that would that be like agility to determine? And I will tell you why I don't think it matters. I don't have to outrun him. I just have to outrun you guys. <laughs> that is absolutely one hundred percent accurate. I have ways of making people slow, and then yes. I go back to what I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, I like, kind of. Like, it doesn't point, matter because Ava and out. Stefan can drug people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I could I like, also shoot out your kneecap with a hollow point. So I like I like that the I like that the contingency plan is not how to deal with the Zerg, but how to slow it down. <laughs> no, 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 not we, how to slow the Zerg down. How to slow everybody else down so you get full on them. Exactly, yeah. that's what I mean. Like slow right. it down by feeding it other people. Yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I can't afford explosives right now to sneak into the treats to give you. <laughs> Realizing that a treat would have to be a human. <laughs> like No. I could shoot a Zerg uh, or a Zergling and then just like stuff it full of fucking C4 and then they're like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just be like, oh, this one's got a creamy nougat center. This <laughs> <laughs> does not smell like essence. <laughs> And we already know he's he's he has no issue eating things that aren't 
food. Exactly. No, he tried true. eating a shotgun. Or did right. you eat that shotgun? I did eat that shotgun. <laughs> he did eat yeah. that shotgun. No one... In the other so version of eat the shotgun. Like, yes, I ate the shotgun. <laughs> I mean, he tried to eat both shotguns. Yeah. Problem is, one of them went off in his mouth. Yeah. No, that was, no, that was the shotgun that, that was the shotgun that I ate. I yeah, ate he it just twice. Ate it once, <laughs> once I ate the bullet, and the other time I ate the shotgun. Yeah, because the other one I have. Because <laughs> nobody yeah. was take, nobody took it off the body, so I ate it. <laughs> it, it hurt you. I ate it. It, it hurt me. It, I ate it. Exactly, it hurt me. Even if I can't smell essence off of it, it must be powerful. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Hmm? But yeah. <laughs> I love that this episode's going to be half like puns about Zerg food. <laughs> uh, if I had so... to guess, if I had to guess, I'm gonna eat first. I don't know. Honestly, you. <laughs> I will keep that in mind that that was your answer. And I go back to reading what I was reading. <laughs> Whether it was a joke or not, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. I just put my feet up on the console. I'm just gonna go back to looking out the out the window. Ava is blissfully oblivious to all of this, and Coronix is off actually trying to be productive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay. being productive. Yes, you are. Yes, you are, yes, you are Captain. I bought and mounted the. I bought a mount for the Jenga, and then I mounted it. So. It's in the cargo bay. That's all I'm doing. Uh, if I can find a job board or uh, somebody who needs help that I can help with, that's really his his main point at this at this time is you know oh I'm back in a place where some of my people are. I contribute I to society. Where the people are. <laughs> Uh, um, um. So would that be what? Hmm. What would that be? Uh. Uh. Survival. Or any. That might actually be. Um. I'm trying to think. Finding a job that you want to do and convincing someone to hire you for it. Influence? Like leadership? Influence. Influence? Okay. <clears throat> that is a 12. There's not a whole lot that needs to be done, um, yep. but the uh the <clears throat> local templar archives are looking for any members of the task forces who are currently on station uh to sort of uh collect their knowledge on uh what they've learned from working with um Terrans and uh, that is right up my alley i happen to have a memory crystal on me that i have filled in with my experiences over the last like 48 hours all right so yeah, I'll go in and see what sort of uh, information they're looking for. And... Dump a memory crystal. Yep, just slot that in there for them if they want to know. All right. 
Um, they're definitely highly interested in your experience working with a primal Zerg, as opposed I to like the infested Terran that are that are typically working with Project Unity. Um, yep. Also, this uh, this Stefan figure is of note to the to those who are running the art. <laughs> awesome. More. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, so yeah, I'll uh, I'll accentuate the bits with uh, with Fang and then uh, my observations of Stefan as well, particularly the bit where he jammed a hypodermic into somebody's knee and assumed the captainship. Um, <laughs> be like, yeah, this no permanent damage. Nope. This is what I know. And we appreciate your gathering of this knowledge, especially your foresight in storing it in an Ehan crystal. I shall continue to do so. Very well. We shall copy this information, and you shall be rewarded. I'm gonna say... Relatively minor. Sure. Not even really a quest. Right. Um... Uh, there was actually a page for earning your honor. I'm going to say five honor. Five honor? Cool. Every little bit helps. And I'll uh, ask for names and make sure I know who to talk to next time I come back through Unity. Uh, Talamis is the one primarily working with research on the Primal Zerg. As for your Stefan, um, Aldrin is the primary investigator on notable Terrans in history with Pro. Very well. I'll give them a nod and head back to Ikundalar. Adun Toridas, brother. Adun Toridas. All right, you head back to the Kundalar? Yes. Anyone going to make use of the long-range communication? Um, I'm still at a minus 10 for utilizing any Terran technology, so no. Half an hour, <laughs> a little more than that, um, Ava will poke into the cockpit room area, whatever we decided it is. Cockpit. It's really cockpit. crowded just poke her head and everyone I was wondering if anyone else had shopping to do or if we should try and contact our superiors I was and or change the name of the ship someone wanted to do that I figured yes. once we landed that that was the first thing I did when I did the requisitions cool. like, yeah we talked about that so I figured it was yeah, all hand wavied. They have our yeah. Um, they have our name now. No, yes, right. I was simply waiting for everybody to get back and be ready before we make I, contact about what we might do next. I I imagine I that I think we need to figure out some way to get Cornix's communicator if he has one to work with ours. Uh, I I feel like while not quite as like 
Nintendo, the cat, the uh, like the cockpit looks something like the cockpit of the Great Fox. Hmm. One of these days, you guys are going to use a reference. I know. I, I, also, <laughs> I swear. I I have confidence. I, I also put have you in- never seen Firefly? We are Suicide no, no. Squad. That one, that one, I get. There you go. We, it's I'm... all the anime and video game references <laughs> for for anything Nintendo post NES. Don't you work for a gaming for a site that has a gaming section? Yes, we do. I again, I haven't played Nintendo since <laughs> the original NES. <laughs> I repeat, we're Suicide Squad. We are. We are Suicide Squad. Okay. There's a picture. That makes sense. All right. So anyways, nice. yes, yeah. I was... Um, that would actually probably be a good thing. We'll check with Cornix when he gets back. Right. I, I was going to um, ask... I think what... we'll just head back to her quarters. Presumably find it locked. Yeah, which are currently locked and sealed. See I if mean, it can be unlocked. With, yeah, with yeah. their individual ability to unlock them. I have if locked it, you all out of your room. that was overlooked, it, there will be a message, but... No, yeah, your access unlocks the room for you. Okay. He, he didn't put it in lockdown, he just put it in restricted access. Yeah. And lock it back behind me, because I'm assuming there's a reason the doors were locked. <laughs> Assuming rightly. Oh, yes, I probably should have told her about it. Oh, well. Uh, I was going to ask what are the chances that when I put in the ship name that I misspelled it. But <laughs> seeing, seeing as how there's Protoss on the station, they would probably correct me. It's like a creme de lure. Okay, I think I know what this guy's yeah, going no, for. Yeah, no, I was. Was it Kundalar? <laughs> yeah, Kundalar, yes. Like, what if I had just put that? A uh, creme de menthe. Yeah. <laughs> our our new ship name is. These are all. These are all just. These are all just mouth sounds you're making. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what any of this means. Uh, but these yeah. These tannins in there. Kundal- uh, oh, I know what he means. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, the funny thing is that the Protoss goes. Uh, Kunda. Oh, I know what he. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> amazing! Yeah, or the the person who first gets it looks at it and is like, you know, my language skills aren't great. Hands it to the person next to them. <laughs> like, hands it, like Taryn gets the registration. Is like. That sounds Protoss, but it doesn't look right. You want to take a look at this? The Protoss picks it up and goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Coronix gets back? Yep. Yeah. Coronix will get back. Coronix and arrives the, back. And, 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 and the back. mouth breathers have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we have noses. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> you have stubs. Acornix. <laughs> uh, um Eva had a, a a good point about if there was any way to get uh, a communicator if you have one uh uh synced up with ours. If there was anything that needed to happen for that that we would have to re- acquire while we are here. 
communicator. Interesting. I don't know if you have one. If generally we use our minds, there are true items that might be able to be acquired, but I would have to validate pro- my standing amongst the society that's developed here at Unity before I would be able to requisition one. Okay. I mean, they basically, basically, he doesn't have a communicator, and he would have to work his way up to get one. I thought they, I thought they already validated our parking. <laughs> Damn it. Pay for that. That's, that's not, I mean, would it be cheap. possible for you to use one of ours? Yours, your, your, your ability to is, is is fine, except for if we need to split up and we need to talk back to you. You could use one, but I'm Most going to rule that it would probably well. Communicators will typically require a roll. I would say that you would need to make a science ro- or like a science roll to or a science or computers, depending on which is more relevant at the time, uh, to use it properly. Okay. You wouldn't suffer the minus 10 because this is already a penalty to just having to make a roll to use it. But you would have to make the roll. Okay. And then if you fail, you just break it and shatter it into pieces. <laughs> I mean, Damn, most situations... It's like trying to get your grandparents to use a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most situations this shouldn't be a concern, but if we do split up... Try to it stay may with be important. Can actually can the Protoss use the communicator? Yeah, Protoss doesn't have mouth. Point actually. That's like trying That's to think fine. into do a pro- cell phone. Do they have ears? <laughs> no. I mean, no, they how do they hear they what hear. we're saying? Psychically, they can hear. They can. They can definitely hear. Yeah. I don't know that they can actually emit There's a gun sound. being that shot over there. I can, can hear that. To, I'm if we can talk to Cornix, Cornix can mentally then talk to us. Mm-hmm. We just need him to be able to hear what we're saying if we're a long way away. Also, I think PDAs are All we need is a damn Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> Yeah, no. Honestly, I'm 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 envisioning this being like they're giving me a lot of like detailed information over the communicator, and I just like click it twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was click, say, click. Snap once if you get it. Snap twice if you don't. Also, I put in the Discord chat a uh, visual from the interior of another Griffin class vessel. So that's sort of what our okay. bridge looks like. If yeah, that's, that's to take that's, that's that's probably the most accurate. I couldn't find that image, or I would have put it up there. I I went on YouTube and looked up the cinematics and screenshotted it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you do it. Because I'm As a cheater. Do. Perfect. We we can always just link uh, the, the the cinematics to people as well. But yeah, yeah, but we can't watch it right now. No, not right now. Um. Yeah, that's the only thing that we need to worry about is you being able to hear us. If it requires being split, if we require splitting up, understood. I mean, there are ways around that. We can always have one of us with you. Send the Zerg as a runner. 
We can always have one of us near you. So I'm gonna I'm going to say that because uh, Protoss, when they normally speak just to other Protoss and aren't like trying to talk to Terrans, Terrans just kind of hear like meaningless sounds when they hear it in the in the telepathic bursts. Yeah. Um, but they can translate for Terrans. Right. I'm going to say that part of your science role for using the communicator is translating your psionic bursts to be legible to the communicator. Okay. So you can theoretically speak to the communicator. All right. <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> I was, I was going to I was going to put on a second thing where I was going to say if if Cornix can't speak to the communicator, can Cornix speak to the robot? The boob lady robot. Oh, the adjutant. Yeah, the adjutant. <laughs> <laughs> I vote we keep that name. <laughs> <laughs> the BLR. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. BLR. What happens when Fang tries to eat it, though? <laughs> then we have we have we have a very detailed discussion with Fang about the appropriate things that a Zerg is allowed to do when he likes a robot, and the things that you have to get the robot's permission to do before you do when a Zerg and a robot care for each other very much and decide they want to, to make some life decisions for their future. Uh, uh, remember, Fang's only like a year old. So. <laughs> oh my god. Cornix uh, is not I making mean, any assumptions Cornix's... about the maturity rate of, of Zergs. That's Cornix's plan for what for 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 when Fang tries to eat the edge. Stefan's is airlock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he thinks that'll. Stop. You realize that <laughs> that would space everyone else on the ship too. It is an airlock. It has two stages. You just have to get him into the airlock. Right. You just have to oh, get gee, Fang in the airlock tough. by himself. Yeah. Anyways. But anyway, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so there, if, if if you if you buy a communicator for Cornix, he will keep it and he will use it. He will just have to make science rolls. So, all right, I've got you... all of like a hundred and sixty credits. Yeah, I need how Ava much? We'll we'll head on out. Um... Uh, and yeah. Are... Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'll buy him. A, I'll buy him one then. Okay. One has been purchased. Yeah, I was gonna see if I could buy more, a little bit more ammo for the chain gun. Fang but... is now sitting in the communications hub, staring at the communicator table in the middle of it. Well, staring at the like spire of communication monitors yeah. because it's actually yeah. the the StarCraft One terror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ava will volunteer to go out and get that. Um, okay. Uh, is Stefan hunting <clears throat> for it or no? Either way. Yeah. Okay. And while I'm out there, I'm also going to see if I can get a personal data assistant, which. Seems somewhere between a PDA and an iPad Mini. I don't know. I mean, that, that's literally what PDA means. So, yes, PDA does mean that. 
PDA is also a device that a lot of people have if they work in government. Yep. Yeah. I mean, a PDA from the from the twentieth century and a PDA from the Caprulo sector are going to be two very different. Yeah, that was my general <laughs> assumption. Was yeah, that it was more like an iPad right. mini. For one, the personal data system has hypernet access, not internet access. Right. <laughs> hypernet access? Well, goddamn. Oh, those newfangled PDAs with their internet access. Which is, which, is, which is to say that it has internet access that functions through hyperspace, which means it reaches across the Caprulu sector. Wi-Fi still sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> and it costs 300 credits. Yes. Just out of curiosity... Uh, how much would a guard dog cost? <laughs> and uh, a few power cells because I don't have that many. <coughs> In addition to getting a communicator for Coronex. Guard dog. And I will specifically ask for the simplest model. The tier one device. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. That's what I'm paying for. Yes. Well, I don't have four. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not talking about tears. I'm talking about yeah. aesthetics. Oh, my God. You're buying him a Google Pixel. <laughs> no, with the, no, no, no. With the buying, button buying... marked, the green no. button with the picked up phone and the red button with the put they're down phone. You, they're, they're buying you a leap pad. <laughs> no, you're getting a TI-82 calculator. <laughs> I was going to say a Motorola 300, or uh, was it? Motorola I'm thinking those phones that parents get for children when they don't want their children to have phones. You have a goddamn uh, the, flip the, phone. In relation to the guard dog, the animal commodity, Quantity 1, can cost anywhere between 500 credits to 30,000 credits, well, depending yeah. on the animal. Where's that at? Commodities is page 138. Commodities. It also That's has prices on terrazine. One barrel of terrazine is twenty thousand credits. Yep. Yeah, so a uh, decent yeah, guard dog. Will... Yeah, a decent guard dog will run you about five, six hundred credits. Yeah, I don't have enough. Especially since it would last about twenty minutes. No, no, it's not. Just, yeah, just until it's not for. It's for like when we leave the ship, so that it doesn't get stolen again, like the last people. <laughs> Yes, when because we're a guard dog, because a guard dog will stop a flak pistol. Yep. Did any of you get any food? By the way, I did. Um, oh, if we're not hand waving it, Ava will go out and buy food because <clears throat> it's like one pound of common food is fifty, 50 credits. credits. I was not aware that was something we needed to go for purchasing. Yeah, didn't this have yes. food on it? It had some, mostly preserved rations that'll last you about a week for the for the for the entire crew that doesn't that needs to eat. Um, but for reference, just so just so we know, where is the food currently? Um, in store. Ava was Ava actually went. It would be. It would get locked. Okay. Good. I just wanted to put um, that out there and in if, if the food wasn't somewhere that had a lock, she would ask Stefan if it was okay to use an extra bunk or something yes, like that. Of as as if Fang would eat your food. 
It doesn't have it's not. It's not about whether or not he'd eat it. It's about making sure that things that might get damaged are away from the people that might damage them. And it's, it has... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you don't eat things for nutritional value. You, you eat, eat things, things because, because you're they're poor. there. Yeah. I, I eat things because they hurt me. There's a difference. <laughs> um, and how much would how much is food? Uh, it's um, one pound for common food is fifty credits, and taking into account that a meal for like a poor quality meal is twenty five dollars per meal, and I'm going to say that that's like including service costs at like a bar. Uh, one pound of food will probably do you will do an individual for like two days. That's about like, right. Like like a pound of yeah. ra- of ration quality food. Yeah, okay. this is this is this is like vacuum packed sealed military ration food. Um, I can buy three pounds then. Yeah, the it will. Can pop we the communicator rations and call? So, I'm out shopping, and I'm thinking food might be something to get as well. Yes. I like not starving. And you, you, you do still have a week of preserved rations in the storage, if you need to break into them. Uh, that's okay. enough this week for all of you to eat. Because, fortunately, one, two, Do we three. have any there's, rough there's idea... Less- how long the next mission is going to be. You could actually reach out to Matt Horner and ask if, you, okay. if you're wondering when your next mission That's why I'm sitting in the communications that, room that's, waiting. That's why I've been asking you guys if you want to use the long-range communicator. Yeah, you can, you I'm can aware. Out. You can reach that out means... to Whiskey, and you can reach out to Matt in, like, whoever you need to reach out to. Right. I, I've, I, I, I've said he's waiting to do so until we're all on this ship and ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ava will say... <sighs> Um, yeah, we should probably figure out how long our next mission is going to be before we stock up on rations, but Uh. not all of us eat corpses with the greatest possible respect to Fang. He can't hear this. So be mean. I mean... (laughs) No. That's only because... That's only because we haven't been desperate enough. Anyways, um... (laughs) You hear a joke. A sound over the communicator. A joke. A huh. joke. Not really a joke. You um, hear a sound. <laughs> it's not. It's not necessarily repulsed, and it's not necessarily dismissed. Frustrated. It's just very. Huh. Is it the human equivalent I mean, of a? The sound of a human, <laughs> or sorry, Terran, intaking information and processing. It's, it. the, it's the, huh? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so then, and then just there is happened. a lecture about why he, Terrans don't eat other Terrans because nutritionally we turn into like real life vampires. <laughs> um. So yes, I will go and, and 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 make contact. Head off to the communication room. Stop. I look at you as you come. Look, in. look at the thing. Then look up. Can I assist? 
God, that face. <laughs> that face, that face, that terrifying face. I should have, it's been said like five times, so I should know the name, but it's not my head at the moment. <laughs> it's Robo Boob Lady. No, 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 no. Matt, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Matt Horner. Thank Matt you. Horner, yes. Uh, establish communications with Matt Horner, please. Attempting communication. Thank you. Uh, and after after a few moments, one of the screens lights up, and the, uh, the at this point, becoming familiar, fa- uh, short, cropped black hair of Admiral Matthew Horner yes. uh, appears on one of the screens. Ah. Admiral? Task Force Echo. Ah, Stefan, was it? Yes. I assume, you've, I assume you're taking the role of acting captain on this ship. Correct. Congratulations. Thank you. I see you're, I see you're reaching out to me. I take it that means you're restocked and ready to go? Just about. <clears throat> we, the only thing we need to know before, before we finish supplying up, it would be best if we knew what was next so we knew how much to get and any potential special supplies you might need well is it gonna be more than a month (laughs) dr hansen and i have been pouring over some of the records from the ship that you've been able to access Mm -hmm. and it looks like this these brothers of creation still pose a relatively significant threat, especially with the recent disappearance of Terrazine. Brothers or sons? They're sons of creation, sorry. Sons okay. Creation. I did write one thing down. Yeah. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> I mean, I wrote a whole bunch of down about them. I just didn't write down Matt Horner. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Sorry. So, I quickly write down Matt Horner. <laughs> So, these Sons of Creation are probably going to be our primary focus for your investigations. Mm-hmm. That especially makes if sense. Especially if they're still a threat and potentially still seeking dominance. Yes. So, what we're going to need you to do... How do you feel like a jungle expedition? My ears perk up. <laughs> I heard the word jungle. <laughs> We would be means. more. We would be more than happy to do whatever is required. Right. Well, sweaty and in over my head. I feel exactly like a jungle expedition now that you mention it. I mean, I don't wear armor, so I don't care how that was, hot it gets. That, that was that was me, not, <laughs> not Corinix. Corinix does <laughs> no, not I have know. much of a sense of humor. Protoss also don't sweat. So. It's true. We don't. Well. Dr. Egon Stetman has been stranded on the world of Belshir for some time now. He's been running a science expedition, <laughs> uh, exa- examining the terrazine that forms naturally on the planet. Really? I'm sorry, what, what, what was the planet name? Uh, I don't ask, or he doesn't ask, oh, I'm asking. It's B-E-L apostrophe S-H-I-R. S-H-I-R, Okay. And mm-hmm. 
local wildlife on the planet is dangerous. The natural terrazine in the environment gifts the wildlife with latent psionic ability. Uh, it makes the area hazardous, but I believe Stetman might have some knowledge based on his proximity to the terrazine that might help us find out more about where the Sons of Creation might be getting there. Very well. Is there... Does Stepman have any affiliations that we should be aware of? Uh, he was a former member of Rainer's Raiders, so. Okay. As was I. Of course. That was no judgment. He kind of gives you a look. <laughs> Says, I know you're lying to me. <laughs> He's honestly not. <laughs> Raiders Raiders were the, at the time of Valerian Mansk, uh, considered terrorists, or not the time of uh, Arcturus Mansk, considered terrorists led by Jim Raider, uh, who basically subverted Arcturus Mansk at every turn and eventually led to his downfall as emperor. Uh, during so, Arcturus Mansk's reign, they were labeled terrorists, uh, or in the, case, in the eyes of those who were on their side, rebels and freedom fighters. Right. They were the plot central people from the... Thing, well, source maybe there material. was some judgment now that I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they were the, I know who that is. Yeah, they were the group of Terrans that you played as in StarCraft Wings of Liberty. Yeah, like they were actively rebels and uh, and freedom fighters against the Dominion under me. Yeah, never mind. There was judgment. Um, But, I mean, he's really good at lying. But, anyways. <laughs> Very well. No, we will go and speak with him. All right. And Egon Stetman was an eccentric man at the best of times. Being stranded on a jungle planet for extended period for... I don't even remember how long he's been down there now. Surrounded and by psychic animals. Surrounded by yes. psychic animals and exposed to terrazine gas. He might be a little on edge. That would be a fair guess. Um, is there... Is there any chance that the files the files from, from the ship that are locked even to me could be a, uh, granted access? The problem with that is that Omega level clearance is coded individually to each to each device with an individual cipher that is typically handed off to the Emperor. We didn't put Omega level cipher. Well that's intriguing. So until someone can find us the Omega Cipher that is specifically in use on that adjutant, not even we can get access to those files. Without a really good hacker. We will see what we can do. Good luck in your search. Thank you, Admiral. 
And if <clears throat> Stepman is still alive, try and get him off planet. Of course. He's done a lot of work down there. And I think he deserves a vacation at this point. We will make sure that he that that he does. Alright. Order out. Yep. The screen goes blank. So ask uh, Adjutant, how how long of a trip is it to, to Belshire? Belshire is a galactic rim planet near the edge of the Kuprulu sector. Travel will take roughly eight hours. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Marsara is also a rim world. So yeah, head back. All right. Uh, let Ava know. We actually have enough now, but get get maybe weeks worth just to just to give us a cushion in case you know. Can someone remind me how much crashes a costs? Uh, a week's worth for one person will be three pounds. If we can, three pounds roughly, like so, one hundred and fifty credits. Yeah. So. If we have enough for that. 450 credits would be a week's worth for the three of you. I'm assuming that actually it will be like, that's fine. Wonderful. Uh, And I'll return with three people's worth of food to store in wherever we're storing the food. I will sniff it. And then be disinterested. Yeah, and get everybody together. We are headed to Belashir. Um to retrieve uh Egon Stedman, who is an expert in terrorizing. Can Cornix make a like a lore check, lore check? For, yeah, for, yeah. Um, for the Protoss also, significance like, of Belshir or not for the Protoss stuff but for Egon Stetman yes the person yeah <laughs> Cornix was sleeping when they uh, <laughs> did, did, Tal- Belshir did, day. did uh, Taldarim sacred planet <laughs> 101 classes for the Nerezim. Yeah. <laughs> DC is what the GM decides. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you know that Belshir was an important planet to the Taldarim at one point. You don't know if it still is, and you don't know why. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ava, Egon Stetman was one of the forefront scientists in the lead uh, in basically in both Protoss and Zerg uh, discovery. Um, he has made some brown breaking um, strides while working with Rainer's Raiders because they had direct access to quite a lot of Zerg and Protoss material in their, in the course of their, of their escapades, bringing down Arcturus Mengsk. Um, he is almost directly responsible 
for the presence of regenerative biosteel in Dominion Access. The, um, the existence of steel that is capable of self-repairing is one of Stetman's inventions using working with Zerg material. Um, and he is known for a variety of different uh, scientific incorporations of both Zerg bio, bio capacity and Protoss technology into Terran tech. He is basically the forefront of Xeno of Xenoscience. Mm-hmm. He is the man you asked the questions from. <laughs> that said, Stetman is also last record stated like the equivalent of a twenty-six-year-old nerd. Yeah, he made all those discoveries when he was eighteen. Like 18 to 20, like early 20s. Yeah. Ava's actually pretty young, so that doesn't bother her. Mm -hmm. So are we going places now? Yes. Once everybody's... Yeah. I was just waiting for them to get their lore information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does anyone absolutely need anything else? Click, click. Click, click. (laughs) It is worth mentioning that apparently this planet is... uh, um, The wildlife is psionically talented. Interesting. Do you know where on the planet he is, or do we got to find that out too? Because that's going to be a long search. (laughs) I assume this ship has capabilities for scanning for signals and energy signatures. Signals and buildings and the like. We don't have a specific location, no. Okay. Alright. Yes, and of course... I'll start doing the checkups or the pre-flight checks. Okay. And uh, getting with the uh, not really air traffic control, but the control tower. It was going to reestablish the let me know if the Zerg does something destructive and or goes out into space. Oh, it is worth mentioning, by the way, uh, uh, Feng was trying to get into everybody's rooms. I would assume just keep that's that, fairly normal. Just keep that. I'm aware. Just keep that in mind. Do not lock. Do not leave your door unlocked when you sleep, unless you're okay with that. Oh, and I found some uh, extra Thanks. pistols. There's a heavy revolver and a flak pistol, and some light pistols or regular. Thanks. Scratching his neck right now. So we got right. some spare ammo and weapons in case we lose them. Cool. Mm. No. God. All right. Start heading to Belshire. All right. 
Akundalar takes off. You got eight hours of space travel. I forgot to buy space weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are expensive. <laughs> Fang. No, all of the chems are with the people who know how to use them. Fang wanders off and goes into the infirmary. Hmm. Is that where you're at, Ava? Yeah, Ava's probably in there right now. Fang goes in. Fang just sort of quietly moves into the infirmary. Okay. Certainly not going to stop him. Please vamp and make a uh, conversation while I am yeah. setting up the next. <laughs> right. Yeah, of I, course. I would if I could. Um, <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> if will. Well, sort of putting stuff away and making sure everything's set up so if there's an emergency, she can get it all quickly. Um, I'm assuming you can't understand anything I'm saying. I look up, <laughs> tilt my head. Who gave yeah, Corinix the communicator? <laughs> that is probably... Really strange that I have less of a problem with the aliens on my team. <laughs> Fang tilts his head back the other way. And you still can't understand any of this. <laughs> That's from my voice directly behind you. I can. <laughs> oh, um... Didn't see you there. Hi. Quite all right. Do you need medical examination? I have stuff. Um. No, I do not need medical examination right now. Thank you. Good to know you're not injured. Um. Thanks. Plane flying, going. Fang begins to sniff around the room. <clears throat> Very well. And then he just goes off. He just likes freaking people out. <laughs> the pilot thinks he'll be eaten first by the Zerg, and the medical officer doesn't like him for some reason. Uh. Um, Fang probably picks up on that Ava is more scared of Stefan than she is of him. I don't know. Let's see. If if that's something that Fang cares about. I don't know enough about what, this. What more. would that role be? Uh, that would be Probably uh, perception, just because you sense you you sense like instinct reactions, like you yeah. sense motion. So, yeah, I mean it's not hard to notice. Fang gets that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what Fang smells on Stefan. And then Ava will go and. Um, she will make sure that everything in the infirmary is sort of out of Fang's way so if he sniffs he doesn't accidentally knock something over um, and go to is, is there like a table like, a, like an operating table room is there like an operating table in the infirmary presumably 
I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm asking, like, the GM. Uh, yes, there is, there, is, there is actually an operating table in the infirmary. Okay. I hop up onto it. And then just sort of lay down. Yeah. In in the in the sitting like the wolf's not the curled up dog pose, but like the wolf sitting there observing all in its domain pose. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Ava's gonna go to her room, l- lock the door um, and um Locking the door because of Stefan, not Fang. Um, facing <laughs> towards the door. <laughs> So she'll see if someone comes in. Um, use her extra data disk with the PDA to start making a log. All right. Uh, what do you record on that? Um. So this is yeah. Ava specifically is. Keeping note of instances. There's a lot of observations, some observations of what we did in sort of very outlined form with some commentary. People were eaten, however, they were dead, and it's entirely natural for a Zerg to eat people. That is a fundamental aspect of survival and is not intended to be negative in any light. People became eaten. Passive voice. (laughs) There is also judgmental um, noting around the execution of the prisoner and a few other similar instances. Um, Basically, it's the war crimes log. (laughs) (laughs) I have a war crimes log. It's not all Stefan's actions. There's mention of the other members, but... Fang gets a free pass because he's an animal. Well, it's it's not that Fang gets a free pass. It's that survival is natural. And there's a lot of random philosophy mumbo-jumbo that's, like, half-pieced-together pseudo-Aristotelian Smithian stuff, which I'm hoping that no one here understands what that means, because... No, but we have Google. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Um... Aristotle, Smith, maybe little bits and pieces of Hobbes, but sort of ramshackle reconstructed versions of those ideas. Philosophy, psychology, 101. Philosophical (laughs) psychology, sorry. Oh, yeah, Aristotle, yeah. (sighs) I'm assuming everyone knows who Aristotle is. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, oh, yeah. Yes, but I'm more I'm more familiar I'm, with him from a scientific rather than a philosophical. I'm just not used to his name being applied in a principles sense because typically the one yeah. that everybody brings up is Platonic, rather right. than Aristotelian. Yeah, Aristotelian. Yeah, so Aristotelian. There are some fundamental differences, and Ava tends towards Arist- 
Tatillion as opposed to Platonic, but um, that's probably a conversation we don't need to have for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I, trying I to was make fast. it short. I was having fun. I mean, um, at least not but, this podcast. Yeah, say, that's more of a critical, critical thinking podcast. <laughs> we may have to have Aaron on as a guest and now. And now, analyst, excuse me. I can do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, how? What? Well, that depends. There's, there's a, there's a single uh, interview criteria question that you'll have to answer satisfactorily before I'll vouch oh, for God. you to come on. What are your feelings on Elvish fish finders, Aaron? <laughs> you realize that I am not. I'm not letting that, that one go. Podcast doesn't come out yet. As if, yes, it's, so, as, I'm still editing it. Anyway, as if as if Jack has a say who gets on the podcast. <laughs> I like to think that I do. I know yeah, that I don't, right? but I like to think that I do. All right, you guys have vamped for a while. <laughs> we, we yes, vamped we for have. as long as we could. Yeah. When I can talk, Sorry. I can vamp more. Yep. You that's told gonna, me to fill time. You that's did be you, a while. You, you definitively did fill time for me. <laughs> like that's gonna be. I can't. I don't. Let me see. Mathematically, uh, two times three. So that's six plus six is twelve. Three is nine plus six is fifteen. Yeah, I won't be able to. I won't be able to take sentience until leveling up to level four. As so as, it is, be a as while. it is. As it is right now, it depends on whether or not he remo- he uh, uh, reduces the cost of it. Because right now it costs fifteen uh, evolution points, and that will be all of my all of my creation character points and evolu- and essence that I've collected going into level four. Yeah, because at that time I'll have not I'll be able, I'll have a max cap of nine essence, and then I'll get six for leveling up into level four. Yeah, it's going to be a while <laughs> if 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 the it's- prices stay as they are. It is worth mentioning that Stefan has a has a has a personal log as well, detailing everything about uh, about the rest of the crew, mostly in terms of weaknesses that can be exploited. Um, I would love to see what Corinixes are. <laughs> I want to know what Fangs are. <laughs> exploited or used to disable kill if necessary. He has he has the um the it's um, the Batman file. Yes, it's the Batman file. It is the it is it is the Doom file. Right. So I'm not inviting this at this very moment, but because Stefan doesn't even know Ava has one, but PDAs do have a two hack DC. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I'm yes, aware. They do. <laughs> Memory the crystals do of not. Batman's files. They had like mm-hmm. a they had like a they had like a, a code name. I don't remember, but anyway. Uh, oh, after... oh, Batman's. Um, depends on which version you're talking about. I was gonna I'm, say I'm it's never terribly memorable, and it kind of changes. He's had a ton of different ones. There was the Doom Protocols in the animated universe. There was a new fifty. Anyways, yeah. Anyway, because we don't need to get further just, off. Just topic. contingency plans. <laughs> right. Stefan's contingency plans. And Throw then everyone she'll at probably take a nap. Yeah, so the group of you uh, after about eight hours again of travel you <laughs> arrive on the 
jungle world of Belshir. And almost immediately upon entering Atmo, you realize that this place was probably a Protoss world at some point, but uh, age has kind of worn down all of the structures and nature has kind of retaken the planet from the Protoss architecture that used to be here. That said, there's still a lot of it. Like, a lot of it's been overgrown, but it's still present. Since nobody said anything before, can I try to remember if Belshir... Anything, Belshir and Protoss. If there's Protoss structures here, can I try to see if I remembered anything from... Because I'm Moja 2, got some That's right. Checking on the planet. I just checked the person. Yeah, you guys can roll me lore. Corinix's eyes grow just slightly brighter green as he's looking yeah. down at it. Yeah, after the eight hours when we arrive, I go back up to the cockpit and uh, you know, find I myself a perch. I should. Find myself a perch next to a window. I, all I see is jungle. <laughs> this is a giant park. This I, need is a giant tennis, I need to buy a tennis though. ball so that one day when you do turn, <laughs> I can just throw a grenade instead, and you chase after that. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Conditioning. Uh, Conditioning is Practice early. Yeah, yeah. Get him trained early. I gotta uh, do it before you gain sentience. Pavlovian <laughs> responses. Ava, were you going to roll lore on the planet? I did. I gave it did. 18 and 17. Okay. 18 and 17. Okay, sorry, I didn't, I didn't see those. They're right above Oswald's. Yep. Um, Corinix Oswald, already rolled and he did shit. Yeah, Oswald and Stefan both know that um, <clears throat> Belshir was, at the time of the Mengsk uh, Emperorship, uh, at the time of Arcturus's Emperorship, uh, Belshir <clears throat> was at a, a sacred world of the Taldarim. Uh, the a very aggressive Protoss faction that you know about uh, from before. Um, and the they held it sacred because it does produce a large amount of terezine, which the Taldarim called the breath of creation. Um, and the Taldarim in the past were known to aggressively force anybody who set foot on Belshir off. Uh, in time since then, with recent events, the Taldarim seem to have backed off of this planet and kind of left it alone. Um, which is how Egon Stepman has a base set up here. Which, by the way, scans of the planet uh, do indicate that there is a Terran reactor somewhere in the middle of the forest. See, there uh, you, you can, go. You can get it. You can get a general location, but you might have to do some looking on foot because it's probably concealed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, just give me a second to check my equipment logs. I think I have a thing. How far out do we want to park from this thing? Well, I guess kind of depending on if there's a clearing nearby. Uh, the nearest actual clearing that you could safely land without breaking like trees and potentially <laughs> damaging the ship uh, is about a click out, which is probably hour of on foot travel. 
Does his base not have a starport? Nope. There's a reason he's stranded here. Mm-hmm. Eh. Ran out of ran out of minerals. I figured it was probably an overdose of crazy and thus thus not wanting to. But yeah, hey, you don't know. Um, Paranoid people don't want access, easy <laughs> access to their layers. But no, that's fine. Yes, uh, as close as we can get. Okay, I'm I'm gonna point the back end so that we're facing away from where the base is. That way, if we have to run to the ship and the door opens, we can shoot out the back. Good man. So you're pointing the back end towards the base. Yes. All right. Anyone happen to have a navigation unit? Yeah, I do. Cool. <laughs> Fang heads down to the cargo hold. Yeah, no, I, I have a, I have a, I have a navigation unit. It's handy. It lets me know where the good sniper spots are. Well, if we have the ship knows where the thing is, I suppose we can put that into the navigation unit. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's within... Sorry, I was elsewhere. Uh, have we already picked a landing zone? Yes. Okay. And yeah, Fang, is God, he- Fang has headed down to the... I know. But yeah, so... Yeah, Cor- Cornix will head down to the uh, the landing bay as well. Yep. Alright, so the group of you make your way down and proceed to... Uh, disembark. Embark. Uh, can we? Does the ship have the ability to scan for nearby life forms besides the Terran? Oh, there's life everywhere. Oh yeah, I assumed it. anything big. Um, in between us and the the base. I nothing big enough to stand out. There are several things that are large, but like not anything abnormally so for nat. Okay. That said, there are there does appear to be a presence of large airborne gliders on the planet that are basically the size of sky whales, uh, and they seem to naturally emit terrazine gas as they fly. Hmm. Aren't they actually sky whales? They are basically sky whales. Yeah. Yeah. The Belshir gliders are sky whales. Um, Sky whales are the best fantasy thing. Doesn't matter what the setting is. Don't always see. Would Coronix know? Because he's the only one here that's actively psionic. Is the exposure to the terrazine, the natural terrazine in the atmosphere, going to cause problems for him that he knows of? Uh, Inhalation of terrazine is dangerous. Yes, but I don't inhale, so I'll be okay. I have a mask. Inhalation of terrazine is dangerous. Protoss have to inhale intentionally. Right. Because they don't naturally breathe. Right. Um, they have a little bit more control over it. Right. Would Cornix know will... what's going to... Would Cornix know if anything is going to happen to Fang being exposed to Terrazine? Not a clue. <laughs> yeah, does anyone mention this to Ava? Yeah, no. Uh, if... As we're landing, Cornix will pull Ava aside... Uh, mm-hmm. and address her directly. You are the medical expert amongst our group. Uh, yes. Therefore, it seems 
only responsible, Eversweet, that I mentioned to you the adverse effects that exposure to terrazine can have on those who cannot avoid respiration as means of survival. To if... you humans that breathe out of your wet mouths. <laughs> <laughs> if you and Oswald Ridley and Stefan Knezovich are exposed to this terrazine without adequate filtration systems or contained pure atmosphere <clears throat> could have perilous and negative effects on your physiology as well as your neurological pathways. Okay. Does Ava know fang, anything about... The, I have no idea. The science... Can Ava do a science or medicine check for... Medicine. Only medicine. Okay. Just... This is just, like, generally what the effects are, how fit, quick they set in, that sort of thing. <laughs> that was a bad roll. You're not certain on terrazine specifically, but records that you found show that this is a psionically enhancing drug, which implies that it is neurologically active and psychoactive. So inhalation could probably have instantaneous effects, and if it creates increases in the psychological pathways that allow psionic activity, could probably have potentially hallucinatory or perhaps even psychotic effects. Okay. Um, At least on Terrans. And then I'm going to do a medicine check for specifically if I think such a substance could affect Fang and how it might affect Fang. Which I have advantage on. Psionic. 17 is better than none. Uh... You're not certain how it would affect Fang's physiology. Um, he's not psionic, and his body processes things very quickly with his Zerg metabolism. It's uncertain if it would have an effect on him. It might. Uh, if it does, its effects would likely be muted just okay. by sheer speed of biological processing. Well, it's probably less dangerous to Fang, but don't open the big door. We have a thing. Um, Stefan, Oswald. What? <laughs> do you have masks? <laughs> like, yeah, my no. hand's like right next to the door or the button. Yeah, no. We're going out the airlock. You always... You... Protocols, health and safety. Don't open the door before scanning the atmosphere for safety. Isn't that the pilot's job? Didn't we already do that? Yeah, I did. I did that. We know that the air has terrazine in it. Yeah, it's it's fine to breathe except for the terrazine, which is why I have this. And then I latch on my mask and visor. Also note, the terrazine is not permeating the air. It is it is a notable gas which is purple in coloration, but is exuded by Belshir gliders. So you basically just have to avoid being caught in a cloud of terrazine. Okay, yeah, that's a lore thing that I probably should have known. Okay. What um, happens if we? What happens if we inhale 
the well, this is a very eclectic we. Um, Cornix doesn't breathe. Right. I'm assuming you'll be fine. Uh, Fang processes things rather quickly, so it probably has a minimal effect. Um, for the Terrans, however... Yes. I'm good. It, hallucinations... It's a psychotic. It's specifically oh. a psychotic that... So- I can't okay. I, I, I can't make the suggestion in character, but could I suggest something that Ava might have thought of and might want to roll to see if Ava If there's if it's there. a lore thing I'm not gonna get, yes. Um what would happen if not if Fang it was exposed to terrazine, what would happen if Fang ate a creature that produced terrazine? Oh, yes. That's a thing Ava would have thought of, but I was like StarCraft lore. I'm assuming yeah, it's yeah, all no. fluffy pops. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I'm that because I can't give you that in character, but I figure Ava would have thought of that. Well, you got to get to the sky whales first. Um, Terrazine either produces or is soaked in one. Like Terrazine production is a very complex process that. Is, Ava's is, more thinking if there's things here affected by it. Would Fang, like, have the impacts from eating something affected? Maybe. Like, he he might gain, a, like, drugs are measured in potency mechanically. Yeah. Um, you could take a mechanical, like, gameplay mechanics guess that consuming one of the creatures of this, of this world might grant him a potency of terrazine in his system. Okay. What effect um, that would have, no one knows. We might want to not have eat anything or not eat too oh. much. Yes. I will we will just not have the ravenous creature eat anything. So then he's just gonna stay on the ship. No That's the only way to keep him from eating anything. Well, the other way is Look over to... at Coronix. Can you stop him from eating things? If Lately? they're potentially poisonous to him, can you communicate that? I can. Also, he hunted on unity. So he may not feel the necessary compulsion quite as strongly currently. Quick clarification <laughs> question. <laughs> yes. When he hunted, is, is it something that we might have to explain when we get back? I doubt it. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Um, <laughs> Would you explain it? I'm a little you? curious. What did he hunt? <laughs> Zerg. Oh. Okay. Very well. Um, it's like, all right, that makes sense. I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, as long as, as, long as, person, can, as, long as he can cares. be prevented from from or kept from actually eating anything, and if he does and starts to hallucinate, then we just deal with that when it comes. Um, Once no- again, his physiology—it's hard to know what the effects of the drug could be. He could have less negative effects than us especially because he's built to process things. That's very possible. 
Um, on a completely unrelated note, um, uh, is the chain gun loaded? If should should we need it for any particular reason? Oh yeah. Said total deadpan. Yeah, it's okay. Good point. Psychic creatures. Just in case. We don't know what's on this planet, you understand. Um, but it's also on the ship. So. Well, yes. No, that should we, as, as, as the reason why you parked it the way that you did, yeah. should we be racing back to the ship at the at top speed? <laughs> I can't do this with a straight face, but he is. <laughs> should we be racing back to the ship at top speed? Yeah. Or at least those of us who made it, good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought you did. Um. Well, thing to be aware of. Purple uh, gas, stay clear. I'll be sure to grab the button that lets me, the garage clicker for the cargo <laughs> bay. <laughs> let me open it. Up from the outside. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and then I'll use my navigation unit. It gives me the shortest route to an area within a mile. And I assumed we were going out through the cargo bay doors because we're on ground and the air the airlock is above ground. Yep. Yeah. No, Ava's thought was if we... If, Ava probably didn't have that thought. Aaron assumed that that meant that the entire planet was constantly affected. Yeah. Oh no, like there there are roaming clouds of terrazine gas, but it's not completely permeated in it. Let's go make me a laser wolf. <laughs> <laughs> or a cloaking wolf. Oh, that would be scary. <laughs> A primal zerg that can cloak. <laughs> Alright, so yeah. Do you I'll have him seen an ability to take it with that? Nope. Oh, okay. Sorry. Spontaneously develops. I was just curious because I don't know what this is. Plot the route on the navigation unit. Alright, it's going to take you through the forest for a while, so. Yeah. Yeah, once, I think once the hour. door is out, once the door is down, I immediately head outside and start sniffing around. This place smells strange. Is there essence? There is, but it smells strange. Unique essence. Not necessarily good essence. No, but unique essence. Yes. If not I see things like doing essence. the thing dogs do when they're not sure what they're smelling. Yeah, basically, that's Explain basically. Explain the, the poisoning to him, maybe. It's more Insert like, Jack it's, here because it's, Jack it's has gone like, to do the thing. It's it's more like you know, goes out, sniff, 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 looks up, looks around, then cocks the head to one side. <laughs> like, interesting. Maybe good. Maybe bad. Unique though. <laughs> So Ava asked if Cornex could explain the potential poison to him. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> he will happily contribute what little understanding he has of the biological effects. Um, I guess that would be a lore check oh, or a science. Yeah. Ava was basically asking if Cornix could tell tell right. Fang that that was probably bad Poison for him. bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You can actually roll me medicine if you would like to know more about what Terrazine does to people. Okay. That's fine. Ava was under the assumption Cornix would give Fang the simple version. Also, yes. you're, mm-hmm. you are breathing right into your mic. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's almost as good as it could have possibly gone. So, you know a lot more about Terrazine because it's a thing that the Protoss are familiar with. Yeah. When inhaled or injected, uh, Terrazine enhances the psionic abilities of any in, of any psionics. Like, it, anyone who is already psionic becomes more powerful. But, there's a drawback. It is incredibly powerfully psychoactive, and the more terazine you have, the stronger the potential delusions, hallucinations, and potential addiction can become. Right. And on not this effect is present even on non-psionics. Like non-psionics get no psionic benefit, but also suffer the hallucinations, delusions, and potential psychotic breaks right. of having too much terazine in their system. Okay. So, all the bad, none of the good. Yep. Unless they are Zerg, in which case, maybe acquire evolutionary p- potential. <laughs> it's about the only upside for Zerg. Yeah. Maybe you can evolve something. Maybe, maybe. evolutionary potential. Maybe. I mean, and for, for most Zerg, that's worth the risk. <laughs> we'll have to see if Fang thinks it's worth the risk or not. The Fang... Ava's purposefully asking Fang to get the that is poison, it will kill you version. Yep. So yeah, so, yeah. basically say? avoid the purple. That's pretty much the main severe and basic concept. <laughs> okay. Are any of you wearing purple? Nope. Is there purple? Unless, unless like, data no. screens are automatically purple in this universe? The Dominion... No, they're usually, like, green or blue. Okay. Um, Actually, let me the, rephrase. Is there purple on his stealth suit? No. <laughs> okay. Probably, like, <laughs> no. Mostly black. And yeah, Dominion that's what color, I figured. Dominion colors are red and black. And then I've got a jacket over that that's, yeah, Dominion colored, so... Okay. Yeah. And Nerezim is mostly, what, browns and greens, right? Browns, greens, there's a little bit of purple, but you can choose not to be wearing purple if you so desire. Yep. Okay. Well, it's avoid the purple, so... Good. <laughs> but no, I don't, I'm not wearing purple either. Alright. Fine, just looks at you. Browns, greens, blacks, grays, dark colors. And, like, there's a dark violet that some Nerezim wear. Okay. Uh, do I smell anything that doesn't have good es- that doesn't have lots of essence? Like, metal. In the very far distance. Do I smell enough of it, enough of a directionality to know how to get there? 
Yeah, well, I have a navigation unit. I'm walking in that direction. I lope off into the forest ahead of them in that direction. All right. Uh, I'll Are you assuming he's going the right way? Yeah, I'll check no. my navigation. Going the right way. Uh, he's going in the right general direction. Maybe not the exact I mean, path your navigation. That could have been what? Yeah, that could have. And I'm oh. going to basically use my ability as a zerg to hide in the underbrush and advance in that direction. All right, while you guys are moving, I would like all of you to roll me per- perception. Perception. Yes. Okay. You vaguely cut out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I perception. So yeah, I I mo or I asked Cornix to get him back on track because of the faster way this way because the navigation unit says so. Twenty-one. I wonder how the Protoss feels about being the Zerg translation unit. The, the Zerg Wrangler. The thing I'm pointedly not good at. Yep. Koronix will uh, call for Fang to stay close before he gets out of range. <sighs> okay. Fang does not come back. <laughs> because he didn't, he didn't ask him to come back. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> well, no, he's in the underbrush. He's doing what he does. Yep. And he knows um, where you guys are. Fang, roll me stealth. Rolling stealth. Why do I roll low on my stealth checks? Because you're a big muscular wolf. Beat that. <laughs> almost. Yay. No, you almost beat <laughs> Oh, almost beat it. Yeah. Um. So. I did roll 21 on my perception, though. So You did. Fortunately, they got really good stealth. Um. Did I see them? So, the group of you are moving through the forest... Uh, when catching the lot of you by surprise, uh, several large figures drop out of the trees and land on the ground surrounding you and begin to move forward. Uh, the group of you find yourself surrounded by a trio of large panther-like creatures. Uh, their eyes are a glowing red, and the while the front halves of them are pure black, like a typical panther, the back ends are orange and striped, and they move with a unnatural fluidity as they glow almost faintly purple as they move faster than most would believe them to be able to. And that is where we will end for the night. Alrighty. I didn't spot him with a natural 20, damn. Um, and just for, for point of clarification, I was like away and... I know, they know where you're at, though. Yeah, no, I figured they, they know where I'm at, but I was not like with the group. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So thank you all very much for listening. This has been uh, Task Force Echo, and we have been Final Show Films. We produce a wide variety of content every day of the week. You can check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on the Patreon page. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons, especially our $25 supporters, Chris Comfort and Tonic. Um, and uh, if you'd like to support us with a one-time donation, you can do so on our website with the PayPal Donate Now button. Um, and you can also find all of our content at 411mania.com. Jeremy, tell us about 411mania.com. 411mania.com. If you're looking for the the latest movie trailers for, for Transformers or Wonder Woman, or if you want to know what the what the, the big films that come out, uh what how how good they are. If you wanna if you are looking for the weekly uh, uh, report for the weekly impact wrestling or raw or pretty much anything that, that geeks might be interested in. We've pretty, we've basically got it covered. We cover movies, TV, a little bit of comics, music, wrestling, mixed martial arts, video games, and all what final show films does. Uh, check us out for one, one mania. Yep. Uh, but yeah, thanks to them. We appreciate them. So yeah, go check their stuff out. Uh, and we hope you've enjoyed listening, and we will see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Later. Bye.